I didn't have plans to go in this direction. Uh, I wanted to be the, uh, not, I don't want to say the politically correct crocky, but, you know, just come in with a level mind and no, Eric, they're not going to do it this way. And this is how they, you know, but forget all that. I'm going to give my takes, man. Y'all know what it is. It's San Francisco 49ers morning show. Let's go. Talk TV podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And y'all know what it is, man. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their loss to the previously three and eight Seattle Seahawks. And I can't say that this is a big surprise. I think most of us they're the boogeyman, right? The, the Seattle Seahawks are the boogeyman. And initially I watched the game and I'm just like, damn. And you see things that happen throughout the game and you're just like, damn. And you see the last drive and it's like, okay, we have a chance to right all those wrongs. And it ends like, damn. But I still want to come in or, you know, I want to come in and be positive and okay, let's look at it from this perspective. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know how I come in. But I had more time to think about it, and I was drop, dropping my, my kids off at school. And I'm like, forget all that, Crocky. Like, tell them how you really feel. Tell them how you really feel. So I'm going to get into how I really feel. Uh, before I do that, make sure you guys, if you haven't already, listen to the Locked On 49ers episode with myself, Brian Peacock. We talk about the game. Uh, also, Locked On NFL Draft just dropped a new episode. Talk about, you know, cornerback, Sauce Gardner. 49ers might be interested come draft time. Promo code Crocky with Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Make sure you guys download the app or go to the website. Use promo code Crocky and uh, get in on the, the live action, man. Betting on these over-unders with player props and things like that. They also have best ball format with, uh, you know, fantasy, football, baseball, basketball, all that good stuff. All right, so Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you guys download the app. Check that out. And, of course, this show is sponsored and powered by Manscaped. All right, and today is Manscaped Monday. There is no better way to start your Monday. I'm telling y'all, um, when you start, when you when you do Manscaped, I mean, I've been doing it for years now. It takes your, you know what I'm saying? When, when, I'm, I perform a little different when I've been Manscaping when I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's just the, you know, the porn little crocky kicks in. All right, so Manscaped Monday, man, right now they got the uh, performance pack 4.0. Go get that right now. Use the promo code crocky. You'll get an extra 20% off of your order, manscaped.com. All right, guys, let's get into it. Again, I, I, I didn't, and today is QB Monday, so Greg Pinelli will be joining, and we'll be hearing his. He's coming in hot, too, I think, from a different perspective. So I'm coming in hot. I'm talking Jimmy G. I didn't, this was not in my notes. My notes were 49ers lose, fake pump for a touchdown, uh, 49ers shot themselves, secondary issues, you know, uh, Emmanuel Mosley hurt, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, uh, you know, he was throwing shorter. He was efficient, 30 or 37. Those were my notes, all right? And we'll get into some of that. And also, I'm going to get to y'all, you know, talking. Y'all know how we do. But for right now, man, fuck all that. We talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and really just what it is, the situation, all right? Now, we didn't we talked about it. We didn't talked about how we've gotten to this point. I've talked about what I would have done, and I'm going to revisit some of that. I put out a tweet yesterday, and my tweet said, 49ers could be 6-6 six and six with Trey Lance, 
right? Like now that's a, that's a very hindsight tweet, very hindsight. If Kyle Shanahan knew 12 games in that he would be six and six, he would have, he would have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and stuck with Trey Lance from the jump. If you would have told him, Kyle, you're going to be six, six and six, 12 games in 13 weeks in six and six, he'd be like, all right, I might as well just get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and do that with Trey Lance. He would tell you that. When you go with Jimmy Garoppolo, which they have, the expectations were not six and six to start the season. That was not the expectations. The expectations when starting Jimmy Garoppolo was potential Super Bowl run, be a strong team in the NFC. Like that was that's the goal. You don't start Jimmy Garoppolo over your third overall pick to go six and six. Again, this is a very hindsight take. Turn my, you know what I'm saying? Got the phones going off and stuff like that. Very hindsight take, all right? And I, so I understand that. Now, when I tweeted this out yesterday, and I'll pull up the tweet, because I think the way I came in and the way I said it, we're going to get into it, and we're going to get into why this topic, why it's called Bench Jimmy Garoppolo, all right? We're going to get into all that. Let me find my tweet. Here it goes. Uh, boom. All right, got it right here. Go to StreamYard, share. All right, so... This 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 tweet is not to say that, and I have the tweet up now. All right. This tweet is not to say that the 49ers would be six and six or better with Trey Lance. But really what I'm saying is, and my brother hit the nail on the head. Let's go to what my brother said. My brother hit the nail on the head. Because a lot of fans, I think we look at everything so literally, right? Right. It's like it's gotta be pinpoint. And there were a lot of people like, how do you know that? No, 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 blah, blah, blah. You're reaching. So my brother responded. Let me find my big brother's response. My big brother, you know, every once in a while, your big brother got to come to the come to the rescue. My brother's also a Dallas Cowboy fan. Damn, I'm reading all these things, but I can't find. Let me just type in my brother's name. My brother is also a Dallas Cowboy fan. So he hates the 49ers and actually wants to see the 49ers lose. And also somebody that would say, well, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not ready. Matter of fact, he put this tweet out right here. <laughs> of Russell Wilson, like he's happy the 49ers lost. All right, but let's look at what my brother said. And it's like, I don't understand how people don't understand this. Here we go. Says right here, this guy said, that's a reach, fam. My brother said, where's the reach? He's saying, y'all sorry. Y'all could be sorry and be developing your first round pick. Y'all gave up all the real estate for it. Call, call me Eric's brother, but that uh, sounds like common sense to me. And it is common sense. It is common sense for my big brother. He gets it. He gets it. Listen, I'm not saying that Trey Lance today is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying to start the season he was better. I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't give you a better chance to win. But I am saying it is time to bench Jimmy Garoppolo. And here's why. You, again, the expectations... For Jimmy Garoppolo starting, we're not six and six. So now you're here. And I get it. The only thing they're kind of holding on to is, well, we can still make the playoffs. You're sorry. You're, you're, you're sorry because of this. You need everything to go right. Everything to go right to win. And right now, what I'm seeing from the 49ers is more times than not, everything's not going to go right. More times than not, a run game is not going to be perfect. More times than not, the secondary is not going to be perfect. More times than not, you're going to have these ups and downs because the team ain't perfect. More times than not, the, the, the special teams is going to suck. We've seen that. We see that on a consistent basis. 
right? So every loss isn't Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. Every win isn't because of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I know one thing. He's just kind of a piece to the puzzle that needs things to go perfect for him to be good. And again, I want to keep coming back to this. I believe the 49ers have a better chance to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that Trey Lance is going to come in and be better. But I will say this. They have a couple common opponents now. Trey Lance has played twice now, right? He played the second half against the Seattle Seahawks. He played against the Arizona Cardinals. Jimmy Garoppolo played against the Arizona Cardinals. Jimmy Garoppolo also played against the Seattle Seahawks. I would say this. So now they have common opponents. You look at Jimmy Garoppolo and his start against the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers defense in that game forced five straight three and outs. That is excellent. And at the end of the half, first half, the score was 7-7, and Jimmy Garoppolo did not come back. Now, I remember saying, man, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo would win that game. I believe Jimmy would, would, would have scored points in that second half, and, 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 and the 49ers would have won if Jimmy Garoppolo were playing and not Trey Lance, who came in off the bench. Uh, they didn't prepare for him. They didn't do anything to get him ready for that moment. They didn't have no game plan. They didn't have no direction. They had no nothing for Trey Lance. So I felt like Jimmy would have won that game. That was what I, that's how I felt. But now I'm not so sure because 49ers were up 23-14 with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And guess what? They scored zero more points. The 49ers scored zero points in the second half. It's not all on Jimmy, but he definitely has a hand in it. He definitely threw two interceptions. He definitely threw two terrible interceptions. We could talk about Trey Lance not being ready. We could talk about, uh, he can't read this. He can't read that. Who gives a fuck if your starting quarterback, who you're saying is supposed to be ready and know how to do all these things and not make rookie mistakes, comes in and is throwing it right to the defense? Again, I don't want to overreact because the three previous weeks, 49ers did win with Jimmy Garoppolo. But also, it wasn't Jimmy, right? We're talking about a game where everything had to be perfect. He had to run the ball 40-plus times. That's the recipe. We're handling Jimmy Garoppolo with kitty gloves. You're handling Jimmy with kitty gloves and saying, he well, he gives you the best chance. Well, why not just handle your rookie with kitty gloves? If it takes 40, if it takes 40 carries for you to for you to win with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's that's you're handling him with kitty gloves. You might as well go with the rookie. Now, again, stuff will look different. I get that. So let's talk about how it looked different. Again, I talked about how they had two common opponents. The way that they lost those games looked different. But guess what? You got the same fucking results. A loss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got the same results. A loss. So the 49ers lost to the Seahawks. Um, you know, at, when, when Trey Lance came in, basically the score was 0-0. He ended up losing by a touchdown. Right? Scored two touchdowns in the second half. Ended up losing by a touchdown. Only played a half. Scored two touchdowns. But... You lose, you lose by a touchdown. Now, again, you can blame some of the same things. Special teams. What the hell is Cannon doing? Cannon fumbled a, a kickoff return. Oh, uh, you know, turn whatever the case is. You can say some of the same things for why they lost that game. Cannon was terrible on kickoff return. Special teams, poor, whatever, whatever, right? But at the end of the day, they lost by seven points. What they lose to Seattle this time? Seven points. And Jimmy played the whole time. You played Seattle. You played the Arizona Cardinals. Right, regardless of how they lost to the Arizona Cardinals, they both had they had the same results. <laughs> and actually, 
uh, Trey Lance was more competitive against the Arizona Cardinals. He was more competitive. So, again, when I say you'll be 6-6, six and six, what I'm saying is your team is not that good. You need a lot of things to go your way. You got to run the ball 40-plus times. You're 6-6. Six and six. In any other year, Jimmy would have been cut. I mean, not cut, excuse me. Jimmy would have been benched because, well, we're pretty much out of the playoff race. We're 6-6. Six and six. Let's go with the rookie. The only thing that's saving Jimmy right now is that there's still a potential shot for the playoffs. 49 is 7th seed right now. You can't, okay, here we go. Ooh, I was waiting for something like this. Nah, crop, contacts matter. No, results matter. Results matter. You can use context. You can use all whatever you want to do. At the end of the day, the results are the results. The 49ers are six and six. That's the results. You can use context every step of the way. I'll tell you this. Let's use context here. Kyle Shanahan has mismanaged the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation from the time they had a chance to get Tom Brady from, and again, now context matters with this. I can, I can tell you why he did everything. I can tell you why he went with Jimmy Garoppolo to start this season. I can tell you why he went with Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady. I can tell you all the reasons, but at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan miscalculated the situation. Then Tom Brady, by the way, leading the NFL on, on passing touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? He miscalculated the situation. Then, when he he miscalculated the situation with Jimmy Garoppolo starting right now because he did not expect the team to be 6-6 six and six with Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback. That was not the goal. That was not the expectations. That was not what he was thinking. He miscalculated the situation. Maybe he felt like his team wouldn't have these other hiccups. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the only reason for losses or whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, you are 6-6. Six and six. We can use context every step of the way. But at the end of the day, that's the results. That's the results. How you justify Norman's uh, play to Ray Kroc? I'm actually rooting for him to succeed. It's just apparent that he's a liability. He's been a liability. Josh Norman has been somebody that has come. He came off the bench. He came off the couch, whatever it is. And he he wasn't never you're supposed to be a starter. I look at him through that lens. He wasn't supposed to be on nobody's roster. You're supposed to have Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley. You're good there. You drafted two guys to potentially come in and replace. Amber Thomas ain't ready. So you have to go out and get a guy like Josh Norman, who is not good like that. But, oh, the only thing I've said is, even though he's not that good, right, he still impacts the game with potential forced fumbles. That's the only positive I could take out of somebody that came off the couch. If you can do better than them, do better than them. Clearly you can't. Y'all calling for Diamond Lenore, and he came in and he didn't do well. And then everybody, everybody on my timeline and my uh, feed, all I see is, Lenore sucks, Lenore sucks, Lenore sucks. Get him out, Lenore sucks. Y'all was just caping for him this whole time. Get him in over Josh Norman. like, And that was my thing. If you're going to get beat the way Lenore did, at least force a fumble here and there. That's, that was my whole thing. Never said Josh Norman was good. That was what I was saying. Winners are born. Jimmy, Jimmy in the moment chokes and uh, moments and shoulders chokes. You can't teach that. I will say this. I, I've seen Jimmy in in moments, in key moments, lead touchdown drives, do well, be efficient. I did salute Jimmy Garoppolo for playing like shit most of the game. 49 scored zero points in the second half. Your quarterback has to be a big part of that. Uh, but I salute him for even when things weren't going well, even though he you know he's playing like crap, even though he threw two interceptions, he said, you know what? 
let me let me uh like have short-term memory put all that behind me and go out and potentially try to win this game and i salute jimmy Garoppolo for that last drive i i thought that was he put the 49ers in position to win i hate that i'm not even touching on this game because there's a lot of things i want to talk about but i had to i had to come in and kind of get that off my chest um 49ers should start trey lance and and it's not and it's not that i'm trying to overreact to the situation again it's not that i'm saying that he gives the 49ers the best chance to win i'm not saying that at the end of the day 49ers aren't a good team and more times than not you're going to have these weird moments this really reminds me a lot of the baltimore ravens in whatever was it 2018 2019 when lamar jackson came in it was similar situation similar very similar a quarterback who wasn't quite ready, but you know what? We're going to do things that, you know, put him in a position to win games. He went to the playoffs. He got destroyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I do think down the line, Lamar Jackson was better for that. They didn't have to go away from Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. He was probably a Super Bowl MVP in that game. Joe Flacco went to multiple playoff appearances. Joe Flacco had been this whole time. He'd been a Raven. They didn't have to bench Joe Flacco when they did for rookie Lamar Jackson, but they did because it was time. We're not better with him. So we're going to live with whatever the results are with this guy, Lamar Jackson, who isn't quite what people call ready. By this end of the day, if my veteran is going to make rookie mistakes, I might as well go with the rookie and develop him, the guy with the higher upside, the guy who's now won NFL MVP and only two quarterbacks have more, a higher winner. I think one quarterback has a higher winning percentage since he become the starter. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Lamar Jackson, but what I'm saying is similar situations. You're not going any, you're not doing anything with Jimmy Garoppolo. You, you need everything to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, then we're going to point to all these other things. But at the end of the day, the results are the results. You're six and six. You're wasting time live reps with your rookie. You could have you could have Trey Lance come in and overthrow guys and throw multiple interceptions in a game. You can have Trey Lance do that. You're six and six. That's kind of my thoughts on that. It's time now. It's time to start Trey Lance. It's time to get him in, in the game. It's time to get him those reps. It's time to build for the future. You're six and six. You're not really a good team. So you need to chalk it up as if, okay, if we make the playoffs, great. Great. But I we 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 have enough here to see and know exactly what the 49ers are. And right now they're they're they need a lot to go their way to win. They need to be able to run the ball 40 times. And that's with the guy that, that that's the veteran and $27 million they're handling him with kitty gloves. I justify Jimmy Garoppolo every week, every week. I tell y'all why. Okay. Like, nah, but guys, you guys, you know, but listen, we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Like, okay. But you know, he gave you a chance. Oh, they didn't lose the Cardinals game because of Jimmy Garoppolo every week, every week. I justify anything Jimmy Garoppolo, good or bad. Even when everybody in my mentions are saying, they're not winning these games because Jimmy Garoppolo run the ball 40 times. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo made this throw and he did this. I justify it every week. I'm done justifying. I'm done justifying. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? I wanted to come on and, and, and really talk about the game, but uh, obviously this went in a different direction than I expected. 49ers, they did lose 23-30 to 
the Seattle Seahawks, and I think coming away from that, 49ers are kind of just an average team. Uh, fake punt for Seattle definitely, you know, set the tone in the direction that they were going in. Uh, they were going to throw the Kansas City at this and do everything. Desperate. Desperate. In the desperate, they did a good job. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had to settle down. I thought early on he came out a little high. Came out a little high. You know, high, like, obviously we saw some of the throws, the overthrows and things like that, but I thought he came out a little amped up and he had to settle down. Miss Kyle Juszczyk on the on the ball side. You can't miss that. Again, we could talk about rookie mistakes and throws that, that Trey Lance misses or Trey misses this and misses that. You're starting quarterback misses throws to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, secondary issues, Emmanuel Mosley went down. We'll see what it is. Uh, I think um, if I had to guess, I would say potential high ankle sprain. I don't want to wish that on them, but just me kind of understanding, you know, ankle sprains. Typically, when you sprain your ankle in a game, you the adrenaline allows you to kind of push through that. You probably tape it up, wrap it up. Adrenaline gets you pushed through. You come out the game at the end, you know, when the game's over, ankle kind of swollen or whatever. But high ankle sprain, you're typically not able to finish. And that was what happened with Emmanuel Mosley. So wouldn't be surprised if it's a high ankle sprain for Mosley. Uh, you had some secondary issues with coverage. Obviously, Del Amador Lenore, short time, gave up two touchdowns. They benched him, brought in Deontay, uh, Devont Dante Johnson. Josh Norman got beat, you know, for sure. Um, I did think that one touchdown to Tyler Lockett, that was a terrific throw. Good job. Tyler Lockett's really good. I don't know if you guys noticed that. That was a good job by Tyler Lockett getting on top. Perfect throw over the shoulder, away from the defensive back from Russell Wilson. That was tough. But Josh Norman, he was kind of what he's been. I expect that. He just didn't force the fumble. Uh, plays are going to happen. I think the, the biggest disappointment, because the secondary gave up 230 yards, not anything crazy, but just the efficiency. I thought maybe they changed up a little bit of what Russell Wilson did. They kind of threw a little bit more short stuff. Uh, I thought he was really efficient with that. When you hear Russell Wilson complete 30 passes, I don't think you think 230 yards. You think probably like 320. So they did a good job of kind of keeping some things underneath. Uh, 49ers defense did a really good job of forcing turnovers. Uh, they gave the 49ers an opportunity to win. Good job, Al Shire. He filled in really good for our guy, Fred Warner. He filled in really good. Uh, at the end of the day, man, like, again, you know, if you're, uh, I came on talking about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think right now what we're seeing is, and obviously Trey Lance hasn't had opportunities to play against, I don't know, Jacksonville Jaguars or Chicago Bears or, you know, Detroit Lions, you know, games like that where you're supposed to win and 49ers did win those games that could probably contribute to your young guy, uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, your guy, young guy getting wins and building his confidence and all that stuff. I know they didn't get a chance to do that. But uh, I think right now what I'm seeing is it looks different, but you get the same results with either quarterback. It just looks different. It just looks different. All right, here we go. I'm going to bring y'all on. Again, if you guys haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're new to the channel, I usually don't go on rants like this. I usually don't say things like Benjamin Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, right now, I, I don't see what the payoff is with him. If you miss the playoffs, if you are Kyle and you miss the playoffs, come on, man. And you didn't play your rookie, but you played Jimmy Garoppolo because he's supposed to, you know, do all this, that, and the other. And you, come on, man. But here's a chat. Y'all feel free. Come on live. If you're over on Twitter, come on over from Twitter to YouTube. Uh, I do have it. I have the YouTube link pinned in my, uh, on my Twitter account at Eric underscore Crocker. Come on live. 
talk about it. So it's not just me. I don't want it to just be me and I'm going on a rant and I'm upset. Again, I usually am the one to not overreact in situations like this. And I tell y'all all the time, well, guys, you know, because, you know, this and that. And, you know, well, this is why, you know, I come on and I try to be kind of that, you know, the the calm. But right now, where I'm at with it is six and six. Definitely was not the expectation. All right, got my guy Jedi coming on first. Here we go. Put my headset on real quick. Yo, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. I hear an echo there. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Oh, I can still hear me in the background. But... All right. we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Yeah. We'll deal. Go, right. ahead. So, Go ahead. I'll make it quick. Um, Everything you said, Croc, was right. I'm proud of you, man. I want you to get it out more often. You're venting <laughs> for me, so I don't have to vent. I can just <laughs> listen to you and just keep cussing. You're helping me. You're helping me get through the day. You're saying all the points. You're hitting all the points. I don't have to say anything. You said it. I mean, you said if everything isn't perfect, this is who Jimmy Garofalo is. That's right. You also said that, you know, what are we doing? You know, we, we could have had the young kid. You know, you had Philly. You had Detroit early in the season. You had the teams, the first two teams built for him to come into the league with it was perfect setup for him it was perfect setup for him you had a owen potential owen whatever team your first game so he could have probably pulled it out and been you know down the road by now so everyone i mean croc you're doing a great job you know how people do when they get to jimmy they're going to protect him like you know they know him or they've been around him before but this is a cutthroat business it's business and this is about facts of what you produce not about what the potential you have or what you did 2019 what are you doing right now what can you do for our future and what i see is what you pretty much laid out is jimmy has limitations he has a bar he has a ceiling that he can't go past and we have something right now on, on the bench we have no idea what it can do we have no idea we know that its bar is probably more likely higher than the current quarterback, but we don't know how high. It could be extremely high, but we're too scared. Well, the coaching staff, quote unquote, feels like they are a better place for a playoff, quote unquote, run with the current guy. And I just don't think that that was the way to be thinking. And I know you've been touching on it. I'm proud of you. Keep the cussing. Keep the good work <laughs> up, bro. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, here we go. Let's get to the next caller. And again, I see some of the, my comments. I see it a little bit on Twitter, and it's like overreaction. And it's like, at what point is it not an overreaction when your team is six and six? You know what I'm saying? At what point is it like, okay, this kind of is the situation? You know, at what point is it like, yeah, Kyle did kind of miscalculate the situation? Again, this is not me saying that Jimmy Garoppolo or, or Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I'm not saying that Trey Lance gives your team a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day right now, you are six and six. And because of the things that you need to go your way with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, you're likely going to lose the games for outside reasons. And if you're going to lose, you're better off getting that those reps with your young guy and him potentially still winning games. And you look at the, the schedule down the stretch and I'm gonna get to the next, uh, next callers in a second. 
Let's look at the 49ers schedule real quick. All right, because it's not anything crazy. So if, if you are trying to, you know, okay, we want to build some uh, confidence in our young guy. All right, let, let's look at the, the schedule for the 49ers coming up. You got the Bengals? Okay. Then you got Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston, and then L.A. I, I think those are good. Those That's a good time to get your young guy going. Cincy, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston, and, and L.A., by that time, they might be locked into the fifth seed and probably won't even play their starters. I think there's an opportunity there for 49ers to get the young guy in there. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Again, I don't want this to be an overreaction in the sense of because it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Ultimately, it is because he is who he is. But it's it's the situation. It's the situation. All right. Here we go. Let's get to the next caller. My guy, Rich. Rich, what's good, man? How you doing? Good morning. Rich, you got to come off mute. My bad. What's up, Crocky? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, good. So, I... um. This this loss is very frustrating, but um, I just wanted to um, to mention something because we, we we're obviously the whole topic of Trey and, and uh, Jimmy are, is coming back up, and I you know one of the questions was asked about um, you know a, a top three quarterback and whether they've ever sat for an entire season, and I I know that you had mentioned Carson Palmer, so I actually went back and did some research. Uh, since 1980, there's been 38 quarterbacks taken in the top three picks of the draft. Out of those 38 quarterbacks, only four uh, have either sat or played two games or less. That was Steve McNair, uh, Michael Vick actually sat for a year, Carson Palmer, and um, oh man, I'm losing the fourth one. Oh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Now, in spite of that, the precedent that's being set by the Niners is that each of those four organizations that drafted those quarterbacks didn't give up anything to move up into their slots. The 49ers moved up to the number three spot and gave up draft cap, future draft capital to do it. And it, it, would, set a, it would set a bad precedent to do this because you're setting your, not just setting Trey Lance back a year, you're basically setting your organization back a year because now they don't have any draft capital to cover any needs for the next two years. We see where Seattle's at. They've got Russell Wilson, who's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but eventually not having that draft capital catches up to you. They only had, what, I think three or four draft picks last year, the, the Seahawks. They don't have anybody to cover the holes on the team. And – it's very frustrating that they wouldn't just put in Trey Lance to start and give him the experience that he needs so that even if even if this team loses, you know, gaining that experience for a year is okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't understand where this organization's going and why they're doing the things that they're doing. It just... It makes no sense, not only from a logical standpoint, but just from 
the eye test. Jimmy Garoppolo is, has been the same quarterback throughout his entire career, and it doesn't seem like he cares to change at all, which is very frustrating. So I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd put that out there because, yeah. um, you know, it just to me it sets a bad precedent. Yeah, no, nah, I, I hear but you. And thank I think you for it, your time, man, and uh, look forward to uh, listening to the rest of your show. All right, Rich, appreciate you coming on. You know, I, I hear him. And again, if you guys go back on this YouTube channel to the very beginning, I have, I said, I, there was a point where I was like, and this before the season started, I would not have Jimmy Garoppolo on his roster. I would go with my rookie. Now, there are a couple things that kind of play into that. All right, now here, let's bring the context. Oh, and for my reasoning, all right, then I'll talk about why, okay, maybe why they, st they stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. My reasoning was you, when you get, when you, if you get Trey Lance to be as close to as what his ceiling is or whatever, your chances of being a very dominant team are better. Right. If we get him right when you when you drafted Trey Lance. All right. Let's put it this way. When you drafted Trey Lance, number three overall, you said, you know what? We're drafting this really smart, intelligent, hardworking quarterback with a big arm, athletic. And he fits the mold of, you know, a quarterback that brings us just different dynamic. Right. Can make the throws at all levels of the field. So that's why you drafted Trey Lance, number three overall. He has that type of ability. And you 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 like what you know, the upside of it. Right. So Trey Lance comes in and plays. And he shows you, and you guys can't, and we've seen, we've gone through this. Everything that you thought Trey Lance would be when you drafted him, he has been that in every sense of that, right? He has been the big arm, athletic, being able to throw to all levels of the field, mobile quarterback who can make plays off script, all that stuff, right? Now, he also has shown you the other side of, man, I need reps. reps. I am still very young, right, in the sense of just his experience and and, uh, you know, some of the mistakes. So you know that the rookie mistakes are coming. I do want to know what's the difference between a rookie mistake from Trey Lance and um, Jimmy Garoppolo overthrowing multiple receivers and missing wide open guys. Somebody please let me know what the difference is. But I understood, like, okay, he is who we thought. Now we just got to bring him along, right? We got to get him. What's the best way to bring Trey Lance along? That That's the question, right? It's not, and it's not even – he's shown us every, everything that you need to see from the number three overall pick, what, like what you want him to be, he has shown to be able to be that. Like he he has shown the ability. He, I didn't. I I haven't seen him look like, oh man, like this is different. Or I don't know. It was ev everything that I'm like, okay. And then okay, I can see this. Okay, I can see why he missed that throw. Okay, yeah, he bounces up and down. Okay, I listen to J. Till Sullivan. Okay, I see what he's saying. Okay, I see some of those issues. All right, well, uh, how do we improve on that? All right, but from the standpoint of what I'm getting. And what my confidence is that he'll potentially be that high. All right. So I would have went with him and said, you know what? The closer I get him to his ceiling, the better this team is going to be in a real playoff run. Not a playoff run where you have to run the ball 40 times a game to save your quarterback. That's been there over four years. Not that, not that, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that type of playoff run. I'm in a playoff run where your quarterback is dominant. How do we get him to be that? And it might not be this year. You're going to go through ups and downs this year. But can I get him close to being that next year? Because I know what? Next year, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on the team. So 
Will I sacrifice a win here and there potentially or, you know, have a loss here and there that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo would have won that game? But, you know, that was my thought process. At the end of the day right now, you're 6-6, six and six, so you might as well did it. That's a hindsight take, though. Why they stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe they didn't like the trade offers that they got. Maybe they felt like he was more valuable than a fifth-round pick, you know, keeping him. I would have said I think it's more valuable getting your third overall pick. Those reps, that time, that that ability to grow, the ups and downs, and rolling over that $25 million from Jimmy Garoppolo the next year. So now you take the $25 million that he got this year. We don't we, we let him go. We traded him. So we get to move that to the following year. Let's roll that over, right? And also, let's add that to the 50 that we – I mean, the 25 that we save next year. So that's another – that's another $25 million. So now, now we're talking about $50 million, right, to go towards building around this young guy. And then, you know what, let's add the $26 million increase in the salary cap that news just came out, what, yesterday or the day before. So now we're talking about $75 million more million to pour into your team for a quarterback that now has a bunch of experience and he's more suited, better suited next year for a big-time playoff push, right? Now, will it be perfect? Maybe not, still. But you'll be better for it next year than you will without playing them. That was my thought process the whole time. They went with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I understood it. Gave you a better chance to win. I get it. Kyle Shanahan won winning season in four years. He didn't have time to play with losing games. I get it. But you're still 6-6. Six and six. Here we go. Bringing my dog Darius on. Darius, what's good, man? Hi. Oh, hold on one, one second. There was a uh, – oh, there were two things I want to get to. There's a – hold on one second. Um, so I saw some people say that the 49ers, they didn't think that the 49ers needed to, I didn't think they had to move up to draft Trey Lance. Okay. I saw somebody else say this too. From what I'm hearing, I'm not an insider or anything like that, but I follow a couple of people and there's one person I will say, what this guy is usually spot on. His name is Benjamin, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin, um, Benjamin Albright. He actually covers the Broncos. But he's pretty tapped in with stuff. Pretty tapped in for whatever reason. I don't know why. And again, I'm not going to say that these people are always right and stuff like that. But I know one thing. Benjamin Albright has been right on a lot of occasions. I, Whenever I see him tweet something out, it's usually you see him. He posted tweets and stuff like that. He was he said that Atlanta Falcons were taking uh, uh, Trey Lance. The Atlanta Falcons were going to draft Trey Lance. There was a lot of buzz about that. He said that. He said that after the fact. Somebody has said that a few weeks into the season. Oh, blah, blah, blah. He said Trey Lance wasn't getting past the Falcons. If Benjamin Albright says, I don't take everything everybody says, like, you know what I'm saying, serious. But if Albright says it, he's been right on more than enough things with all these different situations and what he's hearing. I believe Albright. And it's not like that was the first time we heard that. We've heard that throughout the offseason that Atlanta Falcons really like Trey Lance. Albright says he wasn't getting past Atlanta. So there's that. I don't so would would, would it be would, would he had would they had I don't know. But I know that's what Albright said. And Albright, he'd be right a lot. Um I've always I've always been supportive of number 10. No more. I'm sure Trey can dink and dunk. Like now listen, this is the thing. And I appreciate the contribution. I I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting 10, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh I don't think that. Again, you I don't want to be the person to say, well, Trey Lance could come and he could dink and dunk and things like that. Maybe he's not. He's not as efficient of a passer as Jimmy Garoppolo. So what, what I'm saying is 
if you lose a game with Jimmy as opposed to Trey Lance, it looks different. Their execution might be a little different. The reason why you lost might be different. But at the end of the day, you still lost. You're still six and six. That's that's my thinking behind it. Appreciate the contribution. All right, here we go. So my bad, Darius. Go ahead, man. Had to had to address those. Real oh, quick. It's all good, man. I I love GM Crocky, man. I, you've been telling nothing but facts, bro. And uh, prior callers, they was hitting on the money too. And um, this is coming from a guy that I was on record 2017. <laughs> I said Jimmy Garoppolo was the best quarterback in the NFL, man. And my cousin would not let me down. My cousin is a Dallas Cowboy, and he would not let me. Live that down, man. Like, and I regret I ever said it, bro. And um, it's 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 time, man. To just to to just let let the kid play. It's like, you know, when we're winning games, the past three weeks, it's like you're waiting. It's it sucks because you're waiting. You're waiting. You're anticipating the fall. Like you you know it's coming. You don't know when. And I feel like maybe the energy would have been a little bit different if we would have lost to to the Bengals. But it's the fact that we lost to our number one rivals, and they was they're already. They're a sinking ship, but they still managed to to knock us over. <clears throat> and, you know, you look at Jimmy, bro, and it's like, even when he's winning games, he looks bad. I'm sorry. It's just true. It's like, even when he's winning games, man, it's just still, it's, it doesn't look, it just doesn't look like a, a comfortable quarterback in that pocket, man. And um, I was, you know, I got a partner that's from Pittsburgh, and um, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, all that good stuff. And I told him, I said, yeah, man, you know, we're trying to, um, trying to give y'all Jimmy for a little bit of nothing, man. And he was like, no, we don't want Jimmy. And I started laughing. He was like, yeah, you know, he 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 doesn't know what to do in the pocket. He holds the ball and he doesn't know what to do with it. And um, like, that's kind of like probably the senses around the whole league or as far as fans feel, they probably all know that about Jimmy. You know what I mean, it kind of, it, it kind of, um, I ain't gonna say it shocked me, but I didn't expect him to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know people really pay attention to Jimmy like that. And, uh, they do. And, no, <laughs> this is not a – this is not a – like, he's not the only one that feels that way. If you take a poll, just right. fan-based poll, do you like Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you not like Jimmy Garoppolo? You'll probably get 20% people that like Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. I mean, and, that, and that's outside of 49er fan base. They always they, like nobody. I, I anytime I tweet out anything about Jimmy Garoppolo, the the negative, the backlash from these other fan bases. I'm like, damn, he's not nearly as bad as y'all make him seem. But nobody right. else thinks highly <laughs> of Jimmy Garoppolo. I if I feel like I'm the one, like, damn, why I always feel like I gotta defend Jimmy. I defend right. Jimmy a lot. I know this title, this title of this show is Ben Jimmy Garoppolo. I defend Jimmy Garoppolo a lot. Uh, I don't think he's I mean, a bad quarterback. But my I'm brother's a, my brother's a cowboy fan. My brother is a cowboy fan, uh, so I understand when you when you talk about my brother. Like he laughs at Jimmy Garoppolo too. So I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh my god, bro! And it's like, it's like everybody knows you have to have a running back that's gonna run fifty times. And oh my gosh, man! The, the you know the the dink and dunk passes, and he misses those, and that's what's frustrating. It's like, okay, fine, you can't throw it deep, but you're telling. I mean, you can't make this five-yard connection, man. This dude's wide open in front of you, waving his hand in the air. Like, and I don't know. We could talk all day about Jim Jim and how bad he is. I just feel like Kyle and them, oh, they, was just, they were so irresponsible with this, this season, and, this, and it's all playing out how it's supposed to, bro. Like, you know, we got to say, man, when you play bad hands, 
Or when you play bad in cards, you get bad hands. You you know, they fumbled this way back in the summer. And, it, and it's just – it just is what it is. It just is what it is, man. And, you know, like everybody wanted to play jo- blame Josh uh, Josh Norman. Like, get, get out of here with that. Like, it was, it, was, it was beyond Josh Norman, man. And I do think that it, in a way, was Please. beyond Jimmy Garoppolo. Just one little touchdown he gave up when the boy – Right. And, right. And again, I, I do think it's, right. it's the injuries. It's not just us. him. It, it's beyond Jimmy. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, you're getting the same results. You see what I'm saying? I think that's the part people are kind of missing with my statement. Yes, sir. I'm I i I'm not saying that Trey Lance is right. better. I'm not saying Trey Lance gives you a better chance. But there are just a lot of things that go on in the game that, at the end of the day, the 49ers are who they are, and they are a 6-16. Six and 16. You know what I'm saying? So – whether it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo, whether yeah. it's not, that's the results. You're not who you thought you are. So there comes a time where it's like, if you're going to lose games, if you don't make the playoffs, and the NFC is trash this year, but if you don't make the playoffs and you start Jimmy the whole time, it was a waste. If you do make the playoffs, but because but because you're a bad team, you get bounced out right away, it's still a waste. And it's still sad. To learn. But I'm going um, to get the next caller on. I appreciate you coming on, Darius. Right. All right. Appreciate my dog coming on. If you haven't already, man, if you guys, and I know some of y'all new people like, man, I don't like this show. He being angry today. Typically not me. Typically, I'm typically calm, cool, collected, and I just sit and listen and stuff. Uh, but if you do like the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Appreciate everybody sitting here. Underdog Fantasy, make sure you guys download the app, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, promo code Crocky. All right, Manscaped, it is Manscaped Monday. Today's the perfect day to, you know, get all your body parts right, you know, hair, whether it's your nostrils to your toes and everything in between. You know, and y'all know my saying, man, stop walking around looking crazy or get sexy for your lady. You want to improve the, uh, you know, your, the happiness in the bedroom? Do a little manscaping. I'm telling you, it's going to start making you act different. When I get done with the manscaping and, you know what I'm saying, it's time to get down, porno crocky comes out, you know what I'm saying? It's the Manscaping, man. So manscaped.com, promo code Crocky. Go get 20% off of your order right now. Here we go. Got my guy Bradley coming on. Bradley, what's good with you, big dog? Hey, sir. Uh, I just had to uh, – first, I want to say thanks to uh, you guys last night and JB for being on so that uh, <laughs> I could vent because I was pretty yeah. pissed off last night. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to them, first of all. And uh, my my thing is – like, I'm just sick and tired of this inconsistent bull crap. Like, it's just the same thing over and over again. It's either inconsistency with Kyle in the second half with his play calling, or it's, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo with his, with his high throws. And like your last, well, one of your last callers said, um, we give up so much for Trey Lance, and that's our future. I feel like... Kyle Shanahan is messing up our future. I understand a lot of people think that we should, you know, keep him on the bench and learn. But I feel like he should be learning during the games. Because sitting on the sidelines, when I see him, whenever they put the camera on Trey Lance's face, I swear to God, his whole entire demeanor in the offseason, he looked like a boss. He was happy. He was in Vegas with Kittle. He bought a chain, you know. He just looked confident. And then after the after the Cardinals game, whenever they show him on the sidelines, it just looks like he is just completely different. It doesn't look like he has that swagger. doesn't look like he has that confidence. And it's just something I think Kyle Shanahan does to a lot of his guys. 
he just kind of, I feel like he mentally bashes them. Like, oh, you need to be doing this. You're not good enough at this. And I feel like the process in which Kyle Shanahan's approaching Trey Lance, I think it's screwing up our future. Who cares about a draft pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? We're not hitting on early draft picks anyways. If we're getting draft picks for Jimmy Garoppolo, I hope it's four freaking fourth rounders, not a second rounder or a first, because then we'll get three starters. Like that's so that's that's what I hope. So yeah, that's that's what I had to say. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, Bradley. Thank you, sir. You have a good rest of the day. All right, you too. My guy Victor said, "Man, seventy-six likes. I just checked. There's closer to a hundred, but we got over three hundred people in here. We got over three hundred people in here. Hit that like button, man. Hit that like button for your boy. Let's get these numbers up. In about ten minutes, we will have my guy Greg Pinelli come on." We're going to talk about this quarterback thing. And maybe later in the week, we'll get more into this game and some specifics. Talk about the defensive backs. I see people upset about Damodo Lenore, Josh Norman. I think those are kind of be the guys moving forward. We'll see when Ambry Thomas really kind of gets in there. He hasn't been good. We'll get in there and talk about the secondary. All right, but hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Got uh, I hope Mama Crockett ain't in here. Listen, my mom, I got three kids. My mom know how I got my kids. My mom know. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you this. Manscaped was a big part of that. All right. Manscaped.com, promo code Crocky. Go get 20% off right now. All right. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Here we go. Uh, next caller one. My guy, Ryan. Ryan, what's good with you, big dog? Man, Crocky. I just found out we got more in common. My brother is a Dallas Cowboy fan, too, man. Oh. But anyway. Man, remember I talked to you last week and I said, watch out for Wagner. That's the first thing I talked about was like, in the middle, don't let Wagner pick you off, Jimmy. Don't let that be the one. And when that man did that, I said, God dog, it, <sighs> here we go again. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand what type of, like, they changed the mojo, man. You know, we were sputtering on third downs again. It's just sad. It is almost like out of all the teams you want to regress on, why you want to pick the Seattle? Why you couldn't do this against the Vikings or do this against Jaguars? Why against Seattle? Tough. You know what I'm saying? Our nemesis. You know what I mean? They've been beating the brakes off of us. And I just say, I, think I, I saw something I that said coming. Russell Wilson is 15 and four against the 49ers, something like that. I mean, it's some crazy number. I think that's including playoffs. Beating the molly whopping, beating the brakes off us, man. And I just sat there and looked and said, dude, when you go to the 12th man, having an early turnover, having an interception, that gives that opposing team life. Not only the opposing team, the Seattle. Like, they like, this is their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And they knew what they was going to do to our psyche, you know? And unfortunately, it's like, come on, dudes. Like you said earlier. Not saying that Trey Lance would have been the perfect, you know, he'll be, you know, having us four games above 500 or whatnot. But at least we could have been seeing building box building, you know what I mean? But this stuff that we see, we got $25 million in quarterback. We have Josh Norman, who we picked up off the bench. We got people crying about Josh, who is a person who we rally, now we barely even invest in. But this guy, here go get the hall pass over and over and over again. The overcome at the rookie, 
but we could have used that 25 million, cut Jimmy, and we could have brought in some secondary help. So y'all would be crying so much about how bad the secondary is. We could have brought in some detail on some D tackles to get better pressure on the quarterbacks. We could use that money to help solidify our weaknesses. But no, here we are, six and six, man. Here we are, six and six. And I think that's the that's the big thing right there that you just said. I see somebody, our guy, uh, Les Saul, in here. He said, Lance ain't going to do, no, do better. And that's the thing. He might not do better, but he's not going to do worse than what the results have been, which is 66. Maybe a game here and there. Maybe Trey Lance start the whole time. 49ers are five and seven instead of six and six, right? Maybe he but, still beats teams like the Lions, the Eagles, and because Jimmy didn't play well against the Eagles. Uh, the Lions, the Eagles, you know, maybe he doesn't beat the Vikings or the Rams. I, I don't, you know, it's different. I mean, shoot, the Rams, 49ers ran 40 times, and that was a big part of the reason why they won that game. So, you know, again, games will look different, but I don't think it would be too much different as far as results as people think. So from that standpoint, I, I don't think this season has been uh, lived up to the expectations of what Kyle Shanahan had when he said we're going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo as our starter. And then also, if Lance wasn't doing no better, we would sit and say, oh, he's a rookie, a first-year quarterback. We wouldn't be saying, oh, he's an eight-year starter. You know what I'm saying? Going on, he had a $100 million contract. Like We, we wouldn't be saying that, though. You know what I mean? At least we have the ability to say he you know he's learning the game, not someone who's been in the same system for five years and still making the same mistakes. You see what I'm saying? So I don't understand when people sit there and try to say that. Like, dude, okay, if Lance makes make mistakes, we cool with that. At least we get to see some splash plays. We get to see some swagger out there. If everything ain't going right for Jimmy, he, like, his demeanor changes. You know what I'm saying? I think the team feeds off that. And I think the, um, the one the caller said Trey Lance is looking kind of weird on the sideline. I think Trey be seeing stuff in the meeting rooms that we don't see. He be seeing people open. He be hearing what Kyle is telling Jimmy what to do and why we running the offense that we running. And he's probably sitting there like this. <laughs> right. Let me out. Yeah. But all right, Ryan, I'm going to get to the next caller, man. I appreciate you coming on, big dog. All right, let's go. All right, here we go. Come my guy, uh, Armando. He says, uh, let's not forget Kyle passed on Brady. Uh, do we trust him with any quarterback situation? And that was my, I came on and I kind of touched on that a little bit. Hey, shout out, man. If you guys don't have the hats yet, I got a few hats left. I got a few hats left. I went through, I mean, there was 36, between hats and beanies, I had 36. I got like, I don't know, eight of everything combined left. So shout out to y'all who supported Frontline Sports. You know what I'm saying? That's the brand right there. Thinking about coming out with some Frontline Sports uh, red and gold, so it'll be like 49ers edition. Dad hats only. All right, those dad hats sold much faster than I thought. All right, but anyways, my guy Armando, let's not forget Kyle passed on uh, uh, Brady. How can we trust him with any quarterback situation? And I touched on that a little bit earlier, and my thing was he he has miscalculated the situation around Jimmy Garoppolo. It's always surrounding Jimmy. So he miscalculated, you know, where Tom Brady was as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo and what Jimmy Garoppolo could be moving forward. And again, in context, I get it and I understand it. I understand his decision, why he did it. 49ers coming off of a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo come off a torn ACL. Finally was able to get a real offseason. Tom Brady, probably his worst year as a pro. Maybe he's on the downside. I, I get it, but he miscalculated. Clearly, Tom Brady right now, nobody's throwing more touchdown passes in the NFL. All right. Uh, 
the situation right now. Oh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, he gives us a better chance to win. That's why we're going to start him. Right now, 49ers are 6-6. Six and six. I think you kind of miscalculate this situation as well. And I don't think, when I say 6-6, six and six, maybe the 49ers are 5-7 and seven with Trey Lance. Maybe they're 4-8. I don't know. But I do know this. Kyle was not expecting to be 6-6, six and six, 12, 13, uh, 12 games in, 13 weeks in with Jimmy Garoppolo. That was not what his expectations were. And again, I came on talking about it. I can almost guarantee you, if you said, hey, Kyle, six, uh, 13 weeks in, is it by week, you're, after 12 games, you're going to be six and six. I think he would say, then I might as well go with my rookie. That was not the expectations with Jimmy Garoppolo. As it shouldn't be. Jimmy Garoppolo has played well. You win a lot of games with him. You understand what you got to do. Whatever the case is, I get it. Expectations weren't six and six. At that, at he over he 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 miscalculated that situation, as he's done with a lot of different things surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo. The big teller should be that you guys feel like for the 49ers to win a game, they have to run the ball forty times. That should be the big. That should be that should be the thing that y'all look at the most when it comes to what quarterback you want to play with and stuff like that. You guys feel like to win the game. You have to run the ball 40 times. Y'all feel like you have to take the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. Y'all feel that way. Here we go. Real quick, my guy Johnny. What's good, Johnny boy? What's going on, Crocky? Oh man, I'm 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 chilling, man. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Listen, man. He's speaking nothing but facts like you usually do, brother. But there's one thing that I gotta say, man. Jimmy. Let's be real. We was all on the Kyle train. You know, this three-game winning streak, now we all falling off. You know what I'm saying? Because there's one game against Seattle, which we knew Seattle owns us. We already know. But now we over here questioning Kyle. I don't know about questioning Kyle, man. You know, I don't know about all that because it didn't sound like we was all like that. We, we thought we was going to be Seattle. Here we go to the Super Bowl 2019 and one loss. Yeah, Jimmy played. What you think Jimmy going to play like? This is Jimmy. Every game, even when we do play good, even when we was in the three-game win streak, we got to run the ball like you were saying, Croc. You know, we got to run the ball. This is the kind – we got Kirk Cousins on our side. We saw Kirk Cousins last week. You saw what he did to them. You know what I'm saying? They lost the game, and that's our situation right now. You know, and I hate that we 6-6. Six and six. I know that Trey Lance is on the bench, but I really trust Kyle. We got to trust Kyle, man. We have to. Let the boys sit because that was the plan. The whole thing was, what was the whole plan? A whole year, let him sit, let have that. Uh, they were saying it during draft day. Everybody was saying it. Let him have that Mahomes, you know, type of feel to it, you know? And now we're over here panicking within the season, you know? But I get you, Crocky. 100%, six and six. Start the boy, I get it. But I think that's That's what I'm saying, find. Johnny. I'm, I'm not yeah, saying, absolutely. like, I, if, if things are going according to how they planned, I wouldn't yeah. say anything about Trey Lance. And I think most people wouldn't either. I think most people would say, you know, if this team is eight and four, or even if they won that game, seven and five, you're not really hearing the Trey Lance thing. But at what point when you're six and six and you've kind of shown your colors on who you are, right, as a team, right? Right now, 49ers, they're, they're a middling team. They're not that good like that. They're going more times than not, the 49ers are going to do things to – shoot themselves in the foot. You know, I feel like they have good players, and I feel like they're better than this. But maybe they're not, right? So at what point do you say, yes, the plan was, okay, let's sit them and, you know, all that. 
But the plan was to sit him because we felt like Jimmy Garoppolo was a more of an eight and four quarterback or even a nine and three quarterback after 12 games, as opposed to six and six. See what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Absolutely, man. The only thing I'm saying other than that is that, you know, you got Jimmy. I think that uh, we saw it in the Arizona game. Uh, Look at the game plan. Was it, we ran the kid a hundred times. So, you know, like you would think that we put the kid, we're going to open up the offense. I don't know. I don't think the kid's ready. We saw how many times he ran it. He ran it a hundred. We saw him after a whole week of practice. We saw what the offense looked like. And I'm going to be honest with you. We was in the game because of the defense. But that offense didn't look really good when he was in there. Right. You know, he was running He was running for his life. And don't get me wrong. If Jimmy was in there, how the way that that D-line was, he probably would have got sacked a hundred times. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, he didn't look as good. You know, and, I, and Crockett, I want to say one thing, man. One thing, I know we're going to get off the Jimmy track. But you always with the cornerbacks, and you on point with the cornerbacks. You need to start drafting on cornerbacks. <laughs> like I'm being that's just how did we go into this season with Jason Verrett, knowing that yeah he had a good year last year, but we knew he didn't stay healthy. Let's talk about Tart too. He barely stayed healthy. Let's talk about Jimmy Ward. He barely stayed healthy. You know none of these players. You know what I'm saying? Emmanuel Mosley. He barely does it. You know a lot of this. A lot of this stuff. DM John Lynch ain't getting. You know. I don't know what's going on. They're missing on a lot of draft picks. That D4 thing, that has not – that messed up us big time because we couldn't sign Buckner, you know, and, and Ford was horrible. But let's be honest with the what, what the GM is doing, man, what John Lynch is doing, even Kyle, because Kyle's, you know, giving the okay to these things. It's messing us up, man. That D-line ain't the same without Buckner and, you know, having Ford on the bench. All right, man. Now, I, I hear you. I'm going to get to the next caller, man. I appreciate you coming on, Johnny Boy. I think you touched on a lot of good stuff, bro. Yeah, absolutely, brother. All right, man. You have a good one. All right, here we go. We got Jason Aponte. Spicy Aponte. You get two. Are you so spicy right now that you say, I'm not even going to show my face today? I'm just laid up in bed, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. My back is killing me, man. This old age shit is wild, bro. Um, wild. Real quick, just, uh, you know, first time, long time. Big fan, Croc. Just a quick question for you. How'd yeah. Joe Williams do last night? <laughs> <laughs> so with y'all, uh, with y'all, this is an insight. Joe got my guy Jason Aponte on right now. And Jason says, um, I gave him a heart. I went on his show and was saying that he liked Joe Williams. Really, it was Javante Williams. He really liked him. But I was being funny, and I'm like, he said that uh, Joe Williams is better than Raheem Mostert because he said, I'm not Mostert, excuse me. Then Elijah Mitchell, right? Yeah. I was like, he said, he said, you said Williams is better than Mitchell. There we go. Or and and don't believe me, just watch. He needed to get the touches. You saw what happened last night, man. Like yeah, he went I, off. He went I'm off. tired. I'm tired of everybody yelling at me without just understanding what I'm saying, man. I'm not down in Elijah Mitchell. I'm just telling you, Javante Williams is a baller, man. And it, it happened last night. Anyway. I, I like the way he moves. I like the way he ran the ball. He looked good. He looked good catching the ball at the backfield. Obviously, he had a ton of catches. Uh, now nah, he looked really good. You're right. He yep. did. Yeah, man. But um, uh, real quick, you know, Spicy Aponte did pop up last night. You know what I mean? I had a few drinks right before I went on the post game, and I kind of let it fly a little bit. But that's what I was talking about when we were on the show, Croc, that this was going to be a game where Jimmy had to give more. Right. And that's what I meant. Right. Like by more, because you knew Russell Wilson, you knew Seattle was going to do what they did. Right. Empty the tank. And that's what they did. And 
you knew that you weren't going to be able to run the ball 40 times. That's what I meant by Jimmy needs to give more. That needed to be a Jimmy Garoppolo game where we don't need you to be perfect. We just need you to be better and just give a little bit more. And that's what I was afraid of the entire time. Um, and you saw it, man. You know, not seeing underneath linebackers. I mean, is there an EPA grade for that? Is there a PFF grade there for that, man? Because I, I just don't understand it, man. This is year four, year eight in the league. And them underneath linebackers, they John Cena to Jimmy Garoppolo, bro. Like, I don't understand it, man. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I know I don't understand the intricacies of playing a quarterback. I'm just a guy yelling into the camera and everything. But that's frustrating as hell, man. It really is. It's almost like every game count on it. And when you needed a play, obviously you just needed more. And Jimmy couldn't give it. And and that's just that's just what it is, man. And again, that has nothing to do with being a clickbaiter or anything like that. Like, use your eyes, man. Just use your eyes, man. Come on. Well, we're finna use our eyes. We got Greg Pennelli about to come on right now. So uh we're gonna use our eyes and listen to what he he has to say. I appreciate you coming on, Jason. Yeah, man. Appreciate Jason, you. You wanna bro. come on tomorrow? You wanna come on tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, all right, for sure. All right, bro. All right, that's my dog. That's my dog, Jason. Real quick, my guy Armando says special teams unit is killing us. They definitely aren't helping. Special teams unit is not helping. Not helping at all. Someone said, uh, Greg, the ultimate. Jimmy G lover. <laughs> Hold on, my bad. <laughs> so that's something we go we gonna get to for sure. Um, look at this, man. Do y'all get messages like this? Hold on, how do I click out some of this other stuff? I don't know what my wife thinks this is. Hold on, let me pull up this phone. I'm trying to record a show. I don't know if y'all gonna be able to see that. Good morning. Can you cash at me eight hundred dollars? <laughs> Whose wife? Good morning. Can you cash at me eight hundred dollars? Like what? <laughs> Anyways, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that's in here right now. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat. My wife tried to take all my money. Uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. This is the San Francisco Forty Niners Morning Show. Uh, if you're new to this, salute. Hang in there. We got our guy, Greg Pennelli, coming on. He's our resident quarterback guru, trains quarterbacks all around. Uh, NFL guys, Josh Allen, uh, Tyler Bray, uh, all kind of high school, college coaches, like, I mean, college quarterbacks throughout uh, California. He does an amazing job doing that. And he helps put some things into perspective with what we're seeing from the 49ers. All right. So hang in there. We're going to take a brief 30 second break. Get our guy Greg Pinelli on and get to talking about kind of his thoughts on the quarterback situation. He said he's coming in hot. He said he's coming in. So I want to hear. And I think it's going to be the opposite of, of my take. So let's get into that. Uh, we'll be right back in 30 seconds. Hang in there. While we're, while we're going to break, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. All right, welcome, welcome back to the Steph 6049 this morning show. And I am here. It's QB Monday. We got our guy, Greg Pinelli, with us, the QB guru himself, the Jimmy G lover himself. And everybody wants to hear what Greg has to say about the quarterback situation. First, 
I do. Should I give my take and then and then you respond, or do you want to come on and give your take? No, I just want to say if you have a name like Curly Daddy in the chat, then you definitely have no say in regards to the quarterback play whatsoever. <laughs> so that's the first thing. But go ahead, you can give Curly your Daddy. Take. You got to change your YouTube name. Yeah, for sure. But go so, ahead, Brock. Uh, okay, so this is my thing. I I believe that the 49ers started Jimmy Garoppolo because he gives us the best chance to win. And I still believe to this day that the 49ers have a better chance of winning a game with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback as opposed to Trey Lance. So Say Kyle Shanahan, I said, I, I believe that right now the 49ers have a better chance of winning the game with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback than they do with Trey right, Lance. No, that's, all I, that's, all, that's all I wanted to hear you say because I, I, was, I was just uh... – going off some of the tweets that I was seeing yesterday. So I just wanted to hear it one more time. So for everybody so, yeah. else in the chat too, before they kill me for rooting for the starting quarterback of the 49ers to go out and win games. That's it. But hold on. Oh, that's hold all on. I want to hear. But, and there's a but. The only reason why he, I don't want to say the only reason why he gives you a better chance to play or win games, but you have a rookie quarterback and he's inexperienced and he needs to learn. And you've been a big, uh, you know, supporter of sitting does help. You know, sitting does help. There are uh, things that benefit from that, and we'll get into that in a second. But my thing is, when Kyle Shanahan went to Jimmy Garoppolo to start as a quarterback, the expectations were not to be a 6-16, six 12 games in, 13 weeks in. The expectations were to be a 8-4 and four team, 9-3 team. You have Jimmy Garoppolo. We can win with him. I think since then, and we kind of all understand right now, how the 49ers have to win. And it's like, well, you kind of have to handle Jimmy Garoppolo with kitty gloves. You ideally have to run the ball 40 times. If you don't, the more he throws, the more he's prone to overthrow passes. Now, if it's Trey Lance, people just say, well, he's inaccurate, this and that and the other. But if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, oh, you know, it's not rookie mistakes. I mean, he's consistently overthrowing guys. He has Kyle Juszczyk wide open down the left sideline. It overthrows him when he's butt naked. Nobody's around him. You know, you... I feel like with, with Jimmy, it's like you de you damn near have to take the ball out of his hands. So what what are the what are the benefits of going to the playoffs? And right now you're six and six. You potentially go to playoffs because everybody else in the NFC is bad right now, especially at the bottom. So you potentially have a playoff push, right? But you go to the playoffs with a quarterback who you feel like you have to take the ball out of his hands. A quarterback you feel like you need everything to go right for him to be, you know able to you know carry you to a victory and and it's not this is not the first time we've seen that we saw that in right. the super bowl run as well so when i'm factoring all that in and why we started off the season not having trey lance as a starter and i get it i think right now you're at the point where regardless of what it looks like and how you go about it the results are kind of similar with what you're getting from each quarterback it just might look a little different so from that standpoint i would go with trey lance i would get him those reps i would start preparing uh not I, more so with what the everybody talks about what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Mahomes and Alex Smith, but I think I think uh, when I look at the way the Baltimore Ravens did with Joe Flacco, who had you know Super Bowl MVP, went to Super Bowl, multiple playoff appearances, all that good stuff, and Lamar Jackson, a guy who probably wasn't this most seasoned passer and whatnot, they benched Joe Flacco right in the, around this time in that year. Now again. Lamar was able to reel off a bunch of wins. We saw his inexperience show up in the playoffs, but I thought moving forward, he'd be better for that. And I think we've seen that he is. So that was kind of my thoughts on just the situation right now. But the floor is yours now. 
No, and I think um, <clears throat> for for what it was yesterday, obviously, like there's in when big time came when big time games come around, you got to step up, right? That's the bottom line. No matter who it is, and everybody's got to step up. And there was a couple of uh, plays like that one to use check. That one, that one stings. Like straight up, got to be better. Jimmy's. Hold on, be real better. quick before you keep going. That other throw late, I'm gonna say it was that last drive. That throw to use check, it was kind of like a back shoulder. He mm-hmm. threw it like a wave. That was a beautiful throw. Like that was great. Right. Like you know what I'm saying. But then you had the other stuff. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So that, that's the thing is like, you're gonna get what you get from Jimmy is you get some good throws that are in tight windows and makes a good pass, and then he'll turn around and go throw a ball over somebody's head, and you're like, what the hell just happened, right? And I think a lot of the times, so he'll throw well with a reset. Like Jimmy throws well, or excuse me, without a reset. Like he'll put his back foot in the ground, or he'll take like a retreat step to gain space and put his foot in the ground and throw the ball. But when he does that, a lot of times he'll throw off his back foot as well, and he'll throw it high, okay? And it's almost like a bailout, if you would. Like when quarterbacks do that, like that second ball or that second pick that he threw, which was a bonehead pick. Straight up bonehead pick. Like you threw it into triple coverage. You got like two guys in the same area, two of our two of the Niners guys in the same area, and I think three or four defenders when his check down was right in front of him. So that was that was one of those like I'm gonna throw up a prayer and miss it high on purpose and see what happens type of throws. It was that was a boneheaded pick. The one before that, um uh, who was it? Uh underneath. I don't even know why I'm drawing a blank. Who's the, uh, Wagner, right? Was underneath. Real quick, somebody so, says Trey isn't ready. What's the difference between Trey not being ready and what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday? I think, uh, well, what's the difference? I mean, this is the conversation that everybody wants to hear every week. It's this is here's the thing. What people saying? Well, Trey could have done this. Trey could have done that. It's all speculation, right? Like if Jimmy right. does better yesterday. If the conversation today isn't the same, right? If Jimmy doesn't throw the two picks yesterday, the conversation really isn't going to be the same, but it is the same a lot because he continues to make a lot of the same mistakes, right? The missing high, taking easy shots, like the, a shot up the sideline. That should have been an easy shot. He threw it, threw it high over his head or it's off of his, off his fingertips, whether he catches it. I mean, if he catches it, nobody's saying a damn word about it. It's a great pass, right? But because it went off his fingertips, um, and it was high. He didn't you make can't ask Kyle Juszczyk to do a no, no, that's what I'm dive back no, that's what I'm catch. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you throw it, and he misses it because it's a high ball. If it's right in his chest, he probably catches the damn thing, right? So, like, that's those are those throws. It's like those are got to be the gimme route, especially on a, on a wheel route where it's a pretty easy throw to make given the fact that Jamal Adams is sitting there five yards behind trailing. But then he does like the the touchdown to Kittle. He throws that nice layered ball high in the end zone, touchdown on the first. Try. So it's like you get some really good stuff, and then you get some really shitty stuff sometimes, right? And that's the bottom line. Like that's what you're gonna get with Jimmy. But more times than not, you get some pretty good stuff. And when I say pretty good, I'm not saying it's spectacular, but it's good enough to go win games, right? It's it's sharp enough sometimes when everything else is working to go win games. And when you don't turn the ball over, it works, right? But then you go turn the ball over, 
especially against Russell Wilson, and then Russell Wilson gets cranking, the result's going to be what we saw yesterday. So, real quick, hold on. Let me let me um, address this real quick. You said, Croc, uh, had they started Trey Lance since week one, do you think that the 49ers will be uh, worse than six and six? I would say I would give it, it – it could go either way, one game or the other. So, I, I'm not saying you start Trey Lance from the beginning – uh, and you're going to be six and six, or you're going to be five and seven, or you're going to be seven and five, whatever the case is. I'm not saying they'll be better or worse, but what I'm saying is when you're six and six, th- that's not the expectations that the 49ers have with starting Jimmy Garoppolo. From that standpoint, I would, you know, I, I don't know what Trey Lance would have been, but I would say whatever he would be right now, he'd be better for it moving forward than him sitting on the bench and not him sitting on the bench because there's, like you said, there's benefit. Real quick, talk to us about the benefits of him sitting. Of Trey sitting? Yeah. I think the benefit to him sitting and learning, um, which I also did think that at this point, and we talked about it, I did think that Trey would have more package stuff. Um, So I'm kind of surprised that he's not in there doing some type of package things here and there, Um, at least giving him an opportunity to get in, given the fact that, like, first game of the year, uh, Shanahan comes out and starts doing the package stuff with him. Like, I'm, I'm honestly kind of shocked that he's not doing that just, just to get him out there and just to give the defense a different look. Like I would have been a fan of, of him throwing in the package stuff yesterday just just because. Now, given the fact that some of that package stuff or most of it is not going to be necessarily pass plays, but it's giving the defense a different look with that zone read um, ability that he has. But you could obviously pass off of that. But I think just what people got to understand, and I know – it's it's easy for somebody to sit behind the screen and see or sit behind the TV and look and say, okay, well, you know, this guy's in the NFL. He should be good enough to go play right now. But the game from the NFL and Croc, you know this very well, the game from the NFL and college is completely different from the fact that defensive coverages are way more intricate in the NFL. They're way more exotic. What their guys are showing are is way different. The game happens faster processing the plays from post-snap, pre-snap, changing protections. There's way more protections that you got. The playbook is way bigger. All of those things combined into a kid's head that's 22 years old, it's a lot to ask. And then you go throw them in Seattle with the crowd noise and all of that. Who knows what the hell's going to happen, right? It's all speculation at the end of the day. Do I think that Trey Lance is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo? Absolutely. There's no question, right? And I think that's the thing that everybody wants to see, and that's why everybody's chomping at the bitch because we've seen what Trey Lance has. But the problem is is we don't know if that's what you're going to get right now. And the only way to find out is obviously throwing him into the game. They're not going to uh, – Shanahan's not going to just throw Trey Lance into the game with, with it being 24-23 in, in Seattle and you're, you're going for a 7-5 and record. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think that was the time to put Trey Lance in. Like, if somebody would have tweeted me and said, hey, Croc, Jimmy's throwing two interceptions. Do you go? No, you don't go with – because I don't want to throw Trey Lance into any situation that I haven't put together a game plan for him and that he wasn't prepared with starting reps. I don't want to even throw him into that environment. So you never would have heard me say that, and I definitely would have felt, regardless, Jimmy Garoppolo gives you the best chance to win. Even with the 49ers trailing by a score, whatever the case is, he still gives you the best chance. But moving forward – Again, my thing is you're six and six. This six and six was not the expectations. Obviously, you still have a playoff. You you still have a potential to be in playoffs. But you look at the the remaining schedule, right? You got you got the Bengals coming up. That's a road game. 
Then you have Atlanta, you have Tennessee, you have Houston. I feel like those are all very winnable games, even with Cincinnati. I know they got torched last game, uh, but they, they could play good football. They could turn it on. We saw what they did to the Pittsburgh uh, just last weekend, right? Uh, you, you got Cincinnati, winnable. Atlanta, definitely winnable because they can't protect Matt Ryan for anything. Tennessee, winnable without uh, their big guy, but they are playing solid football. Houston's terrible. L.A. at the end of the year might not play their starter, starters because they might be locked into the fifth seed. So I think if you are going to get Trey Lance in, I think this is the perfect time to get him in. You know, like the, the Cincinnati environment is not going to be too crazy. Then you got Atlanta. Like, they're just not good. Like, I feel like this is the perfect time to get him in and start to build that confidence towards next year. And still, you could potentially still make the playoffs. No, so, so do you think – so So do you think – um, as far as getting in, you mean starting the game, or are you talking about getting him in and t- giving them series here and there? You're starting. I'm starting. Gotcha. And I think that's the hard thing with Shannon probably um, is the fact that there is still that playoff chance. Like yesterday sucked because now you left it in the hands of everybody else to win or lose and try and make it to the playoffs, right? Instead of going seven and five, like there was a bunch of teams that lost yesterday and everybody else is six and six. Like if you win the game yesterday, you're you're still somewhat controlling everything. Given the fact that the Rams are the only other team that would have had a better record, I believe, from a wild card perspective. Um, and then, so it's it's going to be one of those questions, like a toss up. Well, do we put them in now and and think about it as far as you know, screw the playoffs type thing? Because again. That's the that the problem is also it's like you can't tank because we don't have the first round draft pick and then the better Jimmy does like we've talked about this the better he does the better you can get for him in a trade come the off season right and I think that's the ultimate goal is to try and get back do I think we're going to get a first rounder for Jimmy I don't think so um, but who the hell knows with the way that things are going as far as trades in the NFL and look what how much equity the Niners gave up for for Trey Lance so I don't know I don't think Jimmy's going to get a first rounder not by any means unless they go to the playoffs and win the damn Super Bowl. Um, that would probably be the only way they're going to get a first rounder. So, what do you think about this right here? My 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 guy Jedi says, "What's the difference between Josh Allen's rookie year and Trey Lance's rookie year?" I think Trey's rookie year would have been better than Josh Allen's. This is what I would say before you touch on it. All right, and as you guys know, this is this is Josh's uh, big brother. You guys are talking to right now. All right, so Josh Allen as a rookie went five and six. So he started eleven games, went five and six. Obviously, a fifty-two percent. Completion percentage, not the, the best. Uh, 10 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. I would say the difference, and I'm not saying that Trey Lance will be better or worse. I'm not saying any of that. But the difference is Josh Allen didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo ahead of him. That has proven to be able to win games in the NFL and kind of at a consistent level. So I think that's the biggest difference as, you know, throwing a Josh Allen in there and living with his ups and downs and being better for it moving forward as opposed to Trey Lance, who has Jimmy Garoppolo ahead of him, which is why I would have gotten rid of Jimmy Garoppolo to start the season. But go ahead. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? No, I think that – I think you're right, one. Um, and I think that one thing that goes against, obviously, and Jimmy in this situation is um, the Buffalo Bills, when Josh came in, were not nearly as good as what the 49ers are right now, given the team overall, et cetera. Like, the Niners were built to win now. The Bills weren't built to win in 2018 – um, when Josh came, they out. did so, just come off the playoff. Uh, playoff. No, playoff. I know, you know, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying it's from an overall team perspective. Yeah. Given what the Niners have, the expectations from the Niners, the Super Bowl, then they get freaking 
a thousand injuries the year before, right? Last year, everybody's hurt. And then they come back and, and the whole damn team is back pretty much from, from that Super Bowl year, given a couple guys, obviously, um, at receiver and running back. But Mitchell's done well. I think Mitchell's done really well, given the fact that, you know, he's a rookie coming in there. Mostert's not in. Um, Breed is gone, obviously. So Wilson is not really playing. So Mitchell's held it down and held his own back there. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's what we've talked about with Jimmy is he does well over the middle, right? Yeah. The last two weeks, he's made some bonehead plays over the middle. And people are figuring it out. Like, it's surprising to me that people haven't figured it out sooner what Jimmy does. Like, Jimmy stays within the hashes, right? And he makes good throws within the hashes. But he also makes damn near all of his mistakes in between the hashes as well because people have figured out. Like, the other day when they did the, um, like, that robber coverage, right? And yeah. it was Harrison Smith rolls down plays underneath, picks them off, pick, right? Like in the NFL, pro snap, boom. You see them start to roll down into that hole, especially when you keep your eyes at the field. So like just from a quarterback perspective, for those who are at home, like when you take the snap, right? Like pre-snap, you're giving your cadence, wide 80, wide 80, and you use those cadence. Like people use those cadences. It's not just to sound cool on TV or whatever it may be. NFL quarterbacks use those cadences, those long drawn out cadences and the 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 longer counts whatever it may be because they're trying to get the defense to tip their hand right so if i if i use a drawn out cadence and there's two high safeties and i say wide 80 wide 80, and i don't snap i don't snap it maybe we're going on two and i see the safety start to move okay now i know that it could be a post high safety which is like a one high safety and that other safety is rolling down into the hole right um we're going to be that robber position and that's what happened against the vikings throws the pick. So clearly they did that a lot. They love to, they seem to like to uh, roll down Smith a lot against the Vikings and we didn't get to talk about it last week. Then you got yesterday, you got Bobby Wagner is all pro linebacker. He's not going to be sitting back there jumping straight to his hole. He's going to, he, he knows what he's doing on the field, obviously. And he's going to try and play Jimmy. He's trying to set him up. And yesterday he got Jimmy. And then the next throw, Jimmy misses high with some, bailout BS throw puts his back foot in the ground and sails it when he should have checked it down. So it's like those little things that he does that just drive you up a freaking wall. And we talked about it before. When you get a sexy quarterback in there, a Josh, a Pat Mahomes, who was Pat Mahomes mediocre last night, but um, Trey Lance, the guys that can throw the ball down the field, Russell Wilson, even guys that can chuck it down the field and make, plays way down the field you forget about the little dumb shit that they do in between like the quarterbacks are human whether whether you like to think so or not some make more mistakes than others some are going to miss some throws brady has thrown an interception in five straight games and he threw a pick six yesterday that's my point but that's also tom brady so nobody's gonna and he also threw for like 400 yards and like four touchdowns exactly and that's my point yeah so like if you go throw the dumb little shit underneath, but you do something on the back end that looks pretty damn good, you're going to forget about the, the stupid stuff underneath, right? If you can't do the other stuff, you can't make the stupid mistakes underneath. Like if your game is throwing it underneath and throwing it within 15 to 20 yards across the middle of the field, you can't. You can't make those stupid mistakes. That's just the bottom line, in my opinion. So um, 
I would like to see Trey Lance get in there. I really would. I, I don't know if it's going to be the Packers thing. Do I see Trey Lance starting this week? Probably not. Do I see him starting next week? Probably not. If they get to the point where, you know, it's it's looking like they're not in playoff contention, I would say that Trey Lance is probably going to start the last couple of games, but I don't know. They're, so, one, they're not going to be not in playoff contention because the NFC is just so bad right now. Right. Hey, and like my guy Victor says, man, 185 likes. We got, what, almost 400 people in here. Hit that like button, man. Hit the like button. Hit the uh, subscribe button. But uh, as as far as – I don't think it's going to get to that point. So my thing is, like, when do you rip the bandit off? Because if you – how disastrous of a season would it be if you missed the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo starting the whole year and you didn't get Trey Lance any time? And that's potential to do that because, again, I don't think it's all Jimmy Garoppolo's fault that the 49ers are 6-6. Six and six. Obviously, Trey Lance was responsible for a loss, but it's not all on Jimmy, right? Like, it's not, you know, we talk about the Cardinals game where, you know, you had two fumbles, the defense played terrible. You know, like, it's not all on Jimmy. But at the end of the day, this is the result. So if you do go this whole time and you go whatever and you miss the playoffs and Jimmy and you, and you roll with Jimmy this whole year and you didn't get your – how disastrous of a season, or do you think no? Well, the silver lining is Trey Lance got to sit and learn. I that's I mean, that's what I could that's the easy way to put it, and I guess it depends on how Trey Lance does next year. If Trey Lance comes out and absolutely kills it next year, then you're like, okay, well, the guy got to sit and develop. If he just if he's okay and he's he's just he looks like a guy that's starting his first year truly in the NFL and it's just whatever. Then, I, then I would probably say, yeah, you should have just thrown, you should have thrown him in there this year and see what we had. Um, but I, it, I guess it's something we're gonna have to speak about down the road because I don't know. I really don't know. I would like to think that you know you're gonna hope everybody's gonna hope like what are you gonna get every week? Like he's gonna Jimmy's gonna be better. Jimmy's gonna be better. Like Jimmy's been good, right? Like we talked about the last couple of weeks, like he's been the best as far as efficiency. Um, Going back before the Vikings game, they had like four straight games where he killed it, right? And he got picked off in the Vikings game, and we ended up winning the game. And then you go into this this past week, and you make a couple boneheaded mistakes. And you think he was like 20 for 30. Two of them were picks. Um, you know, and he goes down the field at the end of the game. There's the pass interference that wasn't called in the end zone. Um, I can't complain about field? that, though, because 2019 – 49ers got that's why everybody no, 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 about no, that. No, 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 there was no, the Fred no, Warner play in the end zone that looked very similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't complaining about the Fred Warner, like you know, being aggressive, right. got there early, whatever. So I just know you, situations like that, you don't want to put the game in the ref's hands. That's all no if you do that, you put the game in the ref's hands, it's never typically gonna end good for the 49ers, as we've seen. It's just bottom line. If he goes down and wins the game, you don't put the game in the ref's hands, Jimmy goes down and wins the game. Yesterday, drives it down 97 yards. The conversation is probably a little bit different today because, again, he would have done something that made you forget about the stupid mistakes that he made. Now, he still made them, and he still missed some throws that he should have had, but it'll make you forget about it. They didn't I don't think the they'll game. forget them. Now it's glaring. It, yeah, hold on. You wouldn't forget because even in the games that have been the recent games, right, the three-game win streak prior to this loss, I think most people are looking at those games as, yeah, their 49ers are winning with Jimmy Garoppolo, but they're not winning because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, most people would say, right. like, dude, they got to run 40 times with this guy. So I think there would still be some of that, like, where people are like, dude, 
he threw multiple interceptions. He missed multiple throws. Like, yeah, cool. He, you know, came down to win the game. That's the only thing to justify having. Like, well, he still won the game. So you can justify it. When you do lose a game like that, even after the three wins where everybody will say, he ain't the reason they win in these games. He's just not losing the game. Like, it's, it's hard to justify when you have a moment like this where it's like, okay, well, you are the star quarterback. We need you to give us a little more. And he struggles to give you that little more. And he's part of the biggest reason why the run game is struggling the way it is because everybody loading the box on him. And, right. you know, the, the, the running backs, I bet I bet Elijah Mitchell is like, God damn. Like, if, it, if the defense doesn't, <laughs> like, uh, blow something and, you know, doesn't, you know, because they, you know, you typically they get sealed off, then you have like the big run from Elijah Mitchell right. and he breaks off some big runs. When that doesn't happen, man, those everybody's crowding the box and they're just like, all right, we're just gonna crowd and uh, yeah, you just that it is what it is. And he averages two yards a carry or three yards a carry or whatever it is. He's running in that Rams game, that Rams game, Elijah Mitchell. I early on I tweeted it and I said, I know he has to be tired of running into a brick wall. And it was two yards, three yards, two yards, three yards. I, I know that has to be tough. And I think a big part of that is because of who's at quarterback. Real quick, I got my guy. Oh, wrong one. Uh, Donald Boone says, thankfully, we moved up to draft Lance. We'll be screwed at QB with how bad this 2022 draft class is. Crossing fingers of free agent uh, come this, this offseason. Yeah, not too high on quarterback class coming up. I don't need, I mean... Yeah, for, for there's still a lot of unknown with Trey Lance, right? We we don't know if he's going to be better than a Kenny Pickett. We don't know if he's going to be better than, uh, you know, any of these other quarterbacks in this class, Matt Corral, uh, any of these other guys coming out, uh, Desmond Ritter. But we do know that he is definitely a higher prospect than those guys. So from that standpoint, I do agree. But again, we don't know how it's going to play out. Hopefully he plays out for the better that Trey Lance is the better guy. He definitely is the better prospect. Not sure if he's going to be a better quarterback. We'll see. I appreciate the contribution, Donald. But um, go ahead. I know I had cut you off for something you had to take. Uh, I, I honestly already forgot. Uh, uh, but I, you know, one thing I was thinking about, you know, and it drives me up a wall is, um, and this isn't even in relation to the quarterback stuff, because it seems like Every freaking week, Josh Norman gets cooked. Like, why is Josh Norman? I'm literally, I was listening to the radio, okay, yesterday. I was on my way back from Arizona. I was listening to the radio. And then I rewatched the game when I got home. And literally, Tim Ryan says, here's Josh Norman on the bottom. They're going to go vertical with DK. What the fuck happens? Excuse my language. What happens? Vertical with DK. And so why is Josh Norman playing on an island with DK Metcalf? That makes no sense to me. It's not Josh Norman. And even if Josh Norman was 26 years old, I still wouldn't put him on an island with DK Metcalf. Because this it's not even a freaking close. And what is DK? 6'4", 230 pounds, yeah. running a 4'3", 240, who can – jump out the damn stadium, God forbid. Like if Russell Wilson was on, on a few of those throws that Russell Wilson missed like three or four throws yesterday. So it does happen, right, and to, to the elite quarterbacks of the NFL where they'll miss some throws. If he doesn't miss a couple of those throws, it's not even a close game. Like literally not even a close game. Yeah. Josh Norman playing against DK Metcalf out one-on-one -on -one 
on an island makes zero sense to me. Like I, I, I hear it. And part of me just wants to be petty and blame Crocker for it just because it's easy to blame Crocker for all the DB shit that happens with the Niners. Like, <laughs> like you have some, like you have some type of say on what's going to happen with, with Josh. It just doesn't. I should have some say. I don't know. There, there would be a lot of things that are done a little different. That That's my, like, at the I don't quarterback, know. At the like, quarterback I mean, position. I get it. Like the Niners want to play the, the three and they show the cover two look and then they'll roll it down and they play like this three match or whatever, the, whatever they decide to do. But you putting Josh Norman out there on the island does not make any sense to me whatsoever. I they're, don't they're, get that. I'm not, it's I'm the not same as here, okay. Here, here's this is what we'll compare it to. All right, and one guy's making a lot more money than the other. There's no difference between how they have to try to handcuff Josh Norman. It, it's the same as handcuffing Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a guy that has some clear weaknesses and deficiencies in his game. The only difference is on offense you can control it. So. I don't have to call throws that go to the outside. I don't have to throw all these vertically pushing uh, passes for Jimmy Garoppolo. I can control that. Josh Norman, you can't. You know what I'm saying? But Josh Norman wasn't the plan. Jimmy Garoppolo was. That's the issue. Josh Norman was not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth plan. The the plan was Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett. That was the plan. Verrett goes down. Okay, uh, Dante Johnson came in and then it's like, damn, okay, I got these two rookies. Then you start the rookies. Like they tried to do everything, but play Josh Norman. And they got to the point where it's like, well, damn, we actually have to play Josh Norman. So you got to live. You have to live with his limitations. My only, the only thing that I push back on is at least he gives you opportunities to punch the ball out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't. <laughs> so you I get can't, that. I get that. Yeah, but, but you're, you can't. You're so we, you, you be defending Jimmy Garoppolo. You defend Jimmy, and he has just as much limitations as Josh Norman and makes a hell of a lot more money. Right. Here's the thing. First of all, you defend Jimmy. You're the one that's defending Jimmy three weeks ago, two weeks ago. People want to come at me. People want to come at me because I say that I'm rooting for Jimmy to do well. Do I think that Jimmy's the greatest quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely not. I'd rather see a lot of other quarterbacks on the 49ers other than Jimmy. But I'm not going to sit here and say I'm rooting against Jimmy Garoppolo just because I want to see Trey Lance going again. I'm rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo because I want the Niners to do well, right? That's that's the only reason. Would I rather see other guys play for the 49ers and do well in that position? Absolutely. Do I think that you can plug and play Trey Lance and he's automatically going to do better at that position right now? I can't say that. That's all speculation. We don't know. I would rather sit and talk about this sexy quarterback in the wearing the 49ers jersey, uh, making these huge plays and making plays downfield, et cetera. But that's not the case right now. We're given what we got. Like, we got Jimmy Garoppolo. He does some good things, but he does some shitty things too. And that's all we got to talk about, realistically. Until further notice, that's what we got to talk about. But at the same time, like, I'll root for him, absolutely. I think that we would all be done. Like, if you're sitting there as a 49er fan, in my opinion, if you are sitting as a 49er fan hoping that Jimmy Garoppolo does bad, just so you can see Trey Lance sooner, you're an idiot. That's just my opinion. Because the team is still in the playoff race, even with what they've done right now. Do I think they're going to go win a Super Bowl? Probably not, right? But you still want to at least see them do well. Still want to at least have that ability to talk shit to your buddies at home and say, at least we made the playoffs, that type of stuff. Right. Or do you want to see the team go win six games and that's it? 
that's that's why I I root for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not the Jimmy G lover, okay? Like Curly in here, Curly in the chat's going off. Oh, here he hates Norman. Here's the difference between Jimmy G and Josh Norman. Yeah, he makes a lot of money, whatever it may be. At least Kyle Shanahan will play within Jimmy's limitations. Okay, he knows what Jimmy does and what what he can do, and that's how he plays the game. Putting Josh Norman on an island, even though he's got experience in the NFL, he's got plenty of limitations, right? You're not going to put him man-to-man, or you shouldn't put him man-to-man, because he can't go run with DK Metcalf. So why don't we put a safety over the top? That's just, that's why I'm saying. You can't always put a safety over the top. I get that, but you can also just flip sides and make Norman go play on the opposite side if you really had to. If you really had to. I mean, I get that they don't do that a ton in the NFL. The more too high you, you really play, the, you you don't have enough numbers in the box versus the run. So at some point, it. you're going to have to. And he press bails out. His issue sometimes I know, is, I know. is like, how do you let a guy <laughs> get on top of you in a press bail? The, the, here's the crazy thing. I've seen them. Yesterday, I saw two instances, right? Okay, we're talking about Josh Norman right now. One, he press bails out, but his cushion is too much. So they run a comeback, easy completion. Another one, he press bells out, but then his cushion is not enough. The guy, DK, gets on top of him, and that was the one where, you know, he's talking stuff into the camera and all that. And it can't, you know, it's like Josh Norman, I don't know. My expectations for Josh Norman, I know he sucks. Everybody in the comments, you know what I'm saying? Josh Norman's that. We know that. He was not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth option. <laughs> he wasn't. So that's the least of the worries. Everybody wants to be mad at him. Hold on. Uh, best show out here. Appreciate you, my dog, Johnny. Uh, sweet potato pie by Patty on me. I'm going to need that. It's like $3.99. Uh, about last night, well, I live in a, a dry county. So there's no, they don't, they don't sell alcohol. On, they don't sell alcohol, period, in my county. But I can drive 25 minutes outside of town and go to, they have a liquor store out there. Prices all jacked up. But, uh. They don't sell alcohol on Sundays. So the 49ers lost. I was depressed. I was going to go soaking, you know, a few shots, you know, try to feel a little good a little bit. And, uh, you know, porno crocky come out with the wife, but there's no alcohol. So I just ate a sweet potato pie. We're, Shout out to my guy, Johnny, for the Frontline sports uh, facility address here one day so all the folks can send you a bottle so you can soak after the, all these uh, – the, did you the hear that? The did you hear that just now beeping? Did you hear that beeping in the background? No. Oh, okay. There was beeping going on. It was backing up. That's people that are dropping off my building right now. There you go. See, they're yes, ready. Sir. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think overall, realistically, Croc, you got we're Kyle's gonna have to figure it out here pretty quick. Like realistically, because what we've talked about, and it seems repetitive, what you see is what you get with Jimmy, okay? Nothing has changed, right? We all had this hope that it's like, oh, well, hopefully Jimmy starts throwing the ball down the field. Hopefully Kyle starts opening up the playbook. Kyle has an open playbook. It's the same shit, right? Like, again, if you went to the the, the number of pass plays, all 30 pass plays that happened yesterday, I bet 25 of them were, were over the middle. And again, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw it over the middle and that's your game, I actually for Jimmy, it. you cannot make stupid mistakes like that over the middle. You can't miss high over the middle. That's for damn sure. 
And where's Jimmy's misses typically? Hi. So they're going to have to figure it out pretty damn quick um, if they want to make a playoff run. And again, you're leaving it in the hands of everybody else. Just like yesterday's game, you're going to leave those in the hands of, of the referees. It's never going to turn out good for you. So I, I think have this with, shot with, chart real quick. Hold on. Let's get to this. So um, you, you called the fans idiots uh, because they're tired of losing with Jimmy. So our guy Trice did not take well to that. He said, don't so call people names. Because we're tired of losing with Jimmy? So if, if they if they win the game yesterday, is uh, are you still rooting against Jimmy? That's so what Greg question. was saying was, Greg was saying, if you're rooting against Jimmy Garoppolo, that's pretty idiotic. Like, you should want your team to win regardless of who's that quarterback. I think there is a frustration that sets in with the 49er fan base where it's just like, just get this guy out of here. My pushback even on that would be, you can be frustrated with him. You can get him out of here, but the results might still might not be better. So that's why even with going to Trey Lance, I preference it with the fact that the 49ers season has not gone according to plan with how they've won it. And because of that, I would go with the rookie while you're six and six, get him those meaningful snaps. You may win, you may not, but you have to be willing to know that there will be some ups and downs. I also think that this is the perfect time because I like the upcoming opponents really for the rest of the season for a young Trey Lance. His first start was against the uh, the Arizona Cardinals on the road. They're the best team in football right now. And at that time they had one of the top defenses and he had JJ Watt and Chandler Jones rushing them. <laughs> that's tough. And Buda Baker back there. Right. Like that's tough for a rookie. That was his first start. All right. Uh, I think right now it's more set up for him to have a little bit more success. We'll see how that happens. Uh, but I appreciate the contribution. I want to get to this real quick. I want to show you the, um, I want to share this uh, passing chart and you kind of tell me a little bit of what you're seeing It's for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. And boom. All right. Are we able to see that? You good with seeing that? So can you see that yeah, good? Or? It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit small, but I can see it. You can see that everything for the most part outside of it looks like, Oh, and those reds it must be interceptions. So outside, so one, two. So he has two, two completions outside the hashes. Two. One to the left. Outside the numbers. Outside the numbers, excuse me. Outside yeah. the numbers, he has two completions. Is is that an ideal way to have to what how difficult that's, that's does it make point. it calling like plays for Kyle Shanahan when it's, when you that, are limited to to that it's got to be tough got to be tough because you look at elijah mitchell like you said you make that reference with elijah mitchell like we talked about it. jimmy's great over the middle when he's good it's it's really nice to see he throws a lot of balls on but what happens with this now you got safeties rolling down to the box now you got everybody stacking the box because they know that jimmy's not even gonna throw it outside so the run game becomes harder right because everybody's playing now you got six seven you got probably seven in the box every single play Probably eight, realistically, because they go with, you know, 21 personnel with use check in there. So you got eight guys in the box. That puts a lot of pressure on the 49ers run game, the offensive line for, for use check, for, for Kittle, all of those dudes. It's still, it's honestly kind of surprising to me how open guys are. I guess is props to Shannon for this on, on his scheme, but how open guys are across the middle. Yeah. In my opinion, because they, if you watch the film, like 
Jimmy doesn't really throw it anywhere else. He throws it across the middle, and that's what you get with him. So, I mean, it, the proof's in the pudding right there. Like, if I was a defense, I would just continue to play across the middle and force Jimmy to throw it outside. I would play inside leverage every single time and make guys have to try and cross your face until they start throwing out routes. And just in my opinion. Uh, got a guy right here. LL, he says, all I heard during the draft was how smart Lance was and learns fast. So what happened? Do do you think, again, and he's, I okay, I think that you can learn fast and be smart, but still have to grow at the NFL level, right? Like, let's say, hypothetically speaking, Lance learns extremely fast, he's sharp, he's all that, and he's able to do those things. But still, he's not used to seeing certain things and at a high level, as opposed to like Mac Jones, right, who... I mean, I think we we all agree. His processing is really good, right? It's really high level. Matt Jones, when you watch him, and this is where I'll say, like somebody had asked a question and I didn't really put it out there on Twitter, but it was like, Matt Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo, who are you going with? And I was like, Matt Jones, right? And the guy responding was like, yeah, uh, Matt Jones is cheaper, yada, yada, yada. And it wasn't that I think Matt Jones is cheaper. That's why I would go with him. If everything was equal, I would go with Matt Jones over Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't see Mac Jones miss on what he's seen, right? Like if you, there was a play, I don't know if you saw Kurt Warner, he diagrammed, he drew it up and he was showing where Jimmy Garoppolo missed and he was like, I don't don't, don't, know. Yeah, he was baffled. Yeah, he's baffled, right? (laughs) He's like, I don't don't know how you do it. All right. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't miss that. Now maybe he, there are some limitations with Mac Jones on some of the things that he does well or whatever. The Patriots have done an amazing job of playing to his strengths. Kyle Shanahan, even when he plays at Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths, still has, like, these glaring weaknesses even within that, right? Like, not always accurate. Like, you don't get that with with, with Mac Jones. He, he, right. he hits that, right? Now, Trey Lance, he could be as smart, he could be whatever, but still there's a transition. Mac Jones played at Alabama high level, played against, you know, the Clemson, the Ohio State, these good defense. He's seen a lot of different things. I think the transition was just a little easier from a mental, from a post-snap standpoint. Because that's where that's where Trey Lance gets in trouble. I don't think it's when, – when Trey Lance is in rhythm, everything looks really good, right? Right. Post-snap, he's seeing things different than what he saw at the FCS level. Same thing with me. I played at a Division II school. And the way that we play called defenses and stuff like that was more simplistic than what I saw – or played with in the NFL. When I was in the NFL, I mean, there was, I'm like, God damn, like my head was spinning a little bit. Like, damn, okay, I gotta do, okay, but okay, but if fires on three, okay, then, but cover three, okay, but then if it's this coverage, okay, but then I play this radio coverage. Like, I mean, like, there's so much, right? And it's like, dang, this is different. I didn't learn it. Uh, D Milliner, D Milliner walked in and he's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, okay, yeah, same thing, but we just called this, this, this. It, it's like, I'm like, damn, like y'all ran the NFL defense at Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. from the standpoint of yep. just the verbiage, how how much they change up, the differences, all that, as opposed to what I faced at the Division II level. So when you have uh, Trey Lance at the one AA level, and I do think he was he was pro ready in the sense of some of the things that go into being a quarterback coming in. You know, knowing how to command the huddle, calling plays in the huddle, the verbiage of it. I, I think we know that's a big part of it, right? Like guys coming in, like having to learn that aspect of it. He was ready for that. Get into line of scrimmage. They talked about him, you know, understanding line line adjustments and and how to flip plays, and he was responsible for those things. He knew that. But even then, 
there's a difference between knowing that at the SES level, uh, the one double A level, where what you're seeing, yes, you know how to do those things, but still not as challenging facing those defenses as it is in the NFL. And I think those have been some of the the things that he's had to learn. So you watch Trey Lance and fast learner, all that. Kyle Shanahan said he's, he knows the playbook. He knows everything. But when you're seeing it in fast motion and you don't have that post-snap stuff down just yet, where, where you would ideally like him, that's when he gets in trouble. In rhythm, in rhythm, if, if we're talking about Trey Lance always playing in rhythm, let's say he played in rhythm 90% of the time. He'd be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like, it looks right. beautiful when he's in rhythm. Right. It looks beautiful. Whether the throws he makes, the pace that he throws with the ball, his ability to make plays off script, you know, be able to throw the ball, him being able to use, use his legs, it looks great when he's in rhythm. But when he's not in rhythm throwing, like when he, when whatever he thought he was seeing pre-snap doesn't match what he's seeing post-snap, there's the, there's the hitches, there's the overthrows, there's the just being a little confused. He has to definitely get that part down. So I know I kind of went on a rant there, but Trey Lance, I do think he's smart. I do think he's a fast learner, but you still got to see that. You got to see that NFL game. The issue is how do you get him that experience? That's 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 the question. Right, and I think that the, on the flip side there, you, you think about Trey Lance playing the rhythm, right? He's good in rhythm. Jimmy's usually pretty good in rhythm. But when Trey Lance is not good in rhythm, and Jimmy's not much better when he's not in rhythm. That's the that's the conversation. It's like, well, Trey Lance could do the same shit that Jimmy's doing when he's not in rhythm, I, right? And I that's think Kyle that's would tell you that like, Jimmy. I, I think Kyle would tell you that Jimmy is in rhythm. He's able to throw in rhythm more than right. Trey Lance. So and I think, like you're saying, and to go on go in on top of that is because he sees the post snap reads a little bit easier and has a, an idea of where he wants to go with the ball sooner versus a kid that hasn't necessarily seen those exotic coverages or post-snap um, adjustments from a defensive perspective as much as Jimmy. But, yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You know, like I think that it's, it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks because I really do want to see Trey Lance in the game because, I like, at this point, yes, it's the playoff stuff. And we're still, you know, we're still chasing down the playoff spot. But I would really like to see him sprinkle in Trey Lance. And I don't want to see the stupid zone read all the time. Like, give him a series or so. Give him a couple plays where you throw him in there. Just do it out of the shotgun. Maybe you go RPO um, and, and let him throw the ball. Or maybe you're just play action, let him throw the ball. And give him that look of, of that maybe some deception that Trey Lance might pull it. But really, he's just dropping back to throw the ball or some sprint out stuff just to get him that feel, get him loose. God forbid, a couple games from now, like, I think there is some winnable games, but like the Texans, like, that's the first one that sticks out. Like, why the hell wouldn't you start Trey Lance against the Texans? Um, just out the fact that I feel like Eric Crocker could go in there against the Texans and probably do the damn thing with the 49ers, but I don't know. That's, that, that's, that might be pushing it, but I don't know. All right, man. I, we went a little long today, man. That's going to do it. I appreciate everybody that came in. Greg, I appreciate you coming in. Is there Are there any closing? Do you want? Do you have a closing argument to defend yourself for people that call you a Jimmy G lover? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a 49ers fan first. That's what I am. I want to see the 49ers quarterbacks do well, no matter who it is. That's the thing at the end of the day. So to say that I'm so stuck on Jimmy, it's not really the case. 
at the same time, people also got to understand that uh, I, I respectfully, I train quarterbacks for a living. So I know how hard it is actually to, to make things happen, you know, like off the, the podcast, podcast, Greg QB Mondays, like it really, it, it is, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. And I know there's a lot of pressure on these guys. So that's the first thing, but being in your uh, four, your five or whatever of him was it your four of him starting like, yeah, those mistakes, have, they got to go at some point or another, they got to go. And if you can't change it, then you got to move on to the next quarterback. Um, but as far as defending myself, I'm not going to defend myself or rooting for a 49ers quarterback. That's for damn sure. Am I a Jimmy yeah. G lover? I want to see him do well, but I would rather see somebody else in there that's going to get it done and be a little bit more um, sexy. If you would being able to throw the ball downfield and, 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 making those throws to the outside comebacks, things like just a lot of the gimme routes that we don't get, like comebacks. People are going to play soft coverage. They're going to do zone blitz, whatever it may be. Those right routes, 12 yard those comeback. digs, co- comebacks, like throw those, like those are the gimme routes. Those are the third and eight routes that are just like money, right? Or the first and 10 routes that are money. You saw Russell Wilson doing that stuff against the Niners yesterday. Like those are the things that I want to see and we're not going to see from Jimmy. So, I expect to see those things next year or whenever Trey Lance gets in. Um, but in the meantime, like if we're rolling with Jimmy, then I'm going to hope he does well. If he doesn't, then it's got to be on to the next one. That's just the bottom line. All right, man. Gregor, I appreciate you coming on, big dog. Yep. No, I appreciate you, Croc. All right, y'all. I'm uh, going to go to break real quick, 30-second uh, quick break, and I'll be right back with y'all. Make sure you take this time. There's 360 of y'all in here. Uh, take this time. Click the chat down. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll be right back. Man, I hope you guys appreciated QB Monday with my guy, Greg Pinelli. Uh, for those of you probably questioning, like, where does he come from? Uh, Greg, he was my quarterback, junior college, Modesto Junior College. You see the Pirates chair right here. All right, MJC alums. Uh, you know, that was my guy. That was my quarterback. He went off to play at uh, Eastern Washington. Play, also played at another school as well. Uh, did his thing. He's been around quarterbacks. He When he talks about him training quarterbacks for a living, he's, he's uh, saying that modestly. He's making a good living training quarterbacks, uh, does an awesome job doing that, understands the position and everything that goes into it. So that's why I always love just kind of hearing a different perspective, just on the handling of this situation, maybe even something that is different than than mine or my opinion. And I try to bring that to y'all so we have kind of the best of that. I think eventually we got to try to get JTL Sullivan on there. JTL Sullivan, you know, he res- we, we follow each other. He responds when I message him and stuff. Try to get JT on with Greg and then kind of get his thought process, uh, thoughts on the situation with the 49ers. Uh, tough situation. I didn't want to come in today and talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I, 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 you know, obviously we were hoping the 49ers won and we can continue with that whole thing and, and, and how things are going and me kind of put out the flames on any thoughts of Trey Lance. But I think at this point, especially with where I'm at right now, when I look at this 49ers team and I see how they lose and, and kind of 
all right, what, what's the trade-off here? What are we building towards? What, what, are the, for the, what are we supposed to be? What was the thoughts going into starting Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think it was, you know, six and six. And yes, you, you are a playoff team right now because the rest of the NFC is whack, but not, you're not a playoff team because you're just getting this awesome quarterback play from a guy who you thought would have you nine and three at this point, you know, eight and four at this point. Definitely wasn't expecting six and six. So I like the schedule moving forward. I think that favors playing a guy like Trey Lance. And even then you might have a loss here and there, but I thought that was a good opportunity to get a guy like Trey Lance in there, get that experience, build his confidence, win games, win some of those games, beat a team like Houston, you know, Thought there were some opportunities for that, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out. I really appreciate everybody that's tuned in to the show today. Everybody contributed. I had a bunch of people on early on to give their thoughts. Love talking to the fans and, and feeling the posts and, and hearing how you guys feel about all this. If you were on Twitter, come over to YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Underdog Fantasy promo code Crocky. Manscaped. It is Manscaped Monday. It's Manscaped Monday. So you know what that is. Get right. Stop walking around looking crazy. Go get sexy for your lady. All the Manscaped products, they got the Performance Pack 4.0 right now. 20% off when you use a promo code Crocky. All right? Don't wait. Don't wait. Holiday season coming around. Hey, you know, maybe the wife wants to, you know, you know, surprise you. Tell her. Get you a gift of Manscaped, the new Performance Pack 4.0. All that good stuff. All right? I see somebody say, Modesto JC. No shit. I lived in Oakdale. Played tennis at JC. All that. Yep. Uh, we went to Modesto Junior College. Myself, Greg Pinelli. Yes, sir. That was my guy. That was my quarterback. I told the other people about the podcast already. I appreciate that, man. Salute. 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But again, man, I appreciate everybody that's in here. I am going to the 49ers versus Rams game. 49ers versus Rams, I'm going. So, knowing that, we got to get together. All right, so I don't know how many of y'all going to be in L.A., I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? I know my guy. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell y'all what to do yet because usually he'll pay me for something if y'all get the tickets. But they're definitely going to have the, uh, gosh, what is what does John Chapman call it? Invasion. Nope, not the invasion, though. John Chapman has his own thing. It's the, it's the rush thing on the road. So it's this whole road party thing. All 49er fans, it was dope. I went to it in Philadelphia. All type of folks came through. That was love. So... If y'all going to the L.A. game against the Rams, we're doing that. 49ers rush. That's it right there. With my guy, John Chapman. I'm going to be there. Y'all should be there. That's some time down the road. But maybe if y'all want to, y'all got to plan some, you know, traveling stuff, you know, start getting ready for that. Uh, there will be new podcasts hitting this. Be on the lookout this week for Jasper, uh, Niners Talk with Jasper and Jamal. That'll be a new podcast to this channel and to the network. Uh, also, there'll be a soccer show coming up, an Alabama football show coming up. So this platform will grow, and it won't be just 49ers. But I appreciate everybody that's contributed to everything that I'm doing. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I respect all y'all opinions. And uh, I'll see y'all right back here tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. Hit the like button, subscribe, notification bell, all that good stuff. And I'm out. Let's go. Cross Talk TV Podcast. Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.